0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the a Movie Club, Andrew and Kevin's Movie Club. Uh, no. I just finished the eighth episode of Watchmen, so we're going to talk about that first before getting into marriage story afterward. But again. the 180 degree turn I did on the Watchmen show might be one of the greatest comeback stories of all time because I literally despised everything about it after like, Halfway through the third episode, and now I think it might be the best television show ever made. <laughs> <laughs> That's my take. That's my take. After watching that eighth episode, follow up to that seventh episode, I don't know if I've ever seen a story so well put together and just so incredibly like detailed. And Damon Lindelof,
1: oh my yeah. god,
0: he might, what he a, might man. Be a He might be a god. <laughs> I. I was amazed. I'm so disappointed that as of now there's only nine episodes ever. But at the same time, I'm not disappointed because like I kind of want this to just be wrapped up and just be this one perfect present.
1: Yeah. Well, just, some well in the preview they said it's going to be the uh, season finale. The
0: finale. I saw that. Yeah, that made me a little yeah. nervous. But then, like, yeah. Also, in this in the preview, which I normally don't watch, but. I actually had forgotten about the after credit scene. So if you're listening to this and you haven't watched that yet, go watch that. Um, but then since it was like right after the after credit scene, I actually watched the preview and it says the end is like nigh or whatever, which is like still implying that it's going to end, but yeah, it, no, no, it,
1: was, it was written to end.
0: So what are just cliffhanger with that? Uh, with that after-credits scene, that made no sense whatsoever.
1: Dude, he's... It's going to be Shawshank Redemption,
0: man. He's using yeah, that he got a little too excited to see that horseshoe. Like, that horseshoe has some other meaning. He's got to. Well,
1: like, I think he was just happy that, like, he understood the mind of that one Crookshanks who was always baking him the cakes. And, like, oh, back in, like, episode two, um, the other guy, like, handed him, instead of a knife, handed him a horseshoe. So I think he just got really happy over...
0: Oh, I didn't even know that there was a horseshoe reference being made.
1: Yeah, but in, like, episode one or two, um, Vite asked for, like, a knife or something, and instead the dude gave him a horseshoe, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh. So like, then he, like, manipulated their weird obsession with having horseshoes into a prison break. So he's like, fuck yeah, I did it.
0: Wow. Good I'm still,
1: I'm still the smartest.
0: He is a genius. All right, let's get into the episode. How did it start? It started with a bar. Table. It started with a god walking into a bar. The episode titles are, without a doubt, the best I've ever seen. Without getting into the details yeah. of the show being the best I've ever seen, the, yeah. the names of the episodes and how they, like the style of the title sequence when they show Watchmen and it's different every episode, and then how they think like, the name of the episode just appears, incredible.
1: Oh, also, some of them have, like, double meanings also. So, like, this one is a god walks into a bar or a god walks into a bar. Like Exactly. Last that's deep, last so deep.
0: clever. The last <laughs> one was a reference to either a, a poem or something that's in the comics. No, something in the comics.
1: I think there's a, like yeah. When, there's when some references. Of What'd you say? There's,
0: there's a lot of... There's some
1: poems... Poems, I think. Yeah. Well,
0: Ozymandias is a is a poem reference.
1: Well, that that's, that's just is. Watchmen, though. In general, Ozymandias, Mandius, right?
0: That's his name, right?
1: Yeah, that's his like
0: super. Is villain Arthur, or something. I I his name. name. Arthur Voight. 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 Anyway, guy walks into a bar. First, you're like, "This is really cool," because I mean, everything he says is so compelling. And how like the dialogue flows when he's he's like omnipresent it just like you buy into it immediately like everything he says is so captivating because he knows everything
1: I hey, also do you like how they weren't showing his face? oh, I loved that
0: I loved <laughs> that so much like that was such a great idea
1: you only truly get to know him as Cal in the, in the show
0: I guess right right and like because then you like feel like you're in uh angela's shoes you're like the fuck is this guy like what is he possibly saying to me right now this makes no sense whatsoever like
1: (laughs) well i think this is probably some of the best non-linear storytelling i've like oh that's that's since like since like arrival maybe
0: and in a way that is totally believable like there's no point in like wait that doesn't make any sense like let me think like it's all just like hey let me just reveal this little nugget to you you're like oh my god yes we want more Damon. (laughs) Like, you know, here's a little nugget. And you're like, yes, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> <Even> more, <laughs> He's giving me more. But it, it was a little corny at first, although I thought I was like, OK, you're going to tell us his whole backstory through like her asking questions at the table. But, you know, I, I'm, I don't think it was that bad. It was if I had yeah. one complaint, that would be it. But I wouldn't even make that a complaint. It evolves pretty fast. Yeah, it evolves out of that really fast. You're like, OK, like, why is this happening? I just can't wait to get to the ending because that was one of the most powerful moments I've seen, but I don't want to get into, I don't want to say any more. Um,
1: no, I, I, lo- I love how like she confused. She was, she's like, so, okay, what's going to happen. I'm going to go out with you. And then he's like, then in six months, you're going to leave me. <laughs> she's
0: like, like, what? Yeah, that's, well, you're going to ask me to leave. Yep. He's like, okay, right. And, and then me- you're gonna Give me the ring. He's like the same day that you're asking me to leave, you're going to give me a ring. He's like, yeah, that, that's uh, That is correct.
1: Then I love how they're, like, at the bed, and she's like, do I have to say it? Yeah,
0: that was
1: (laughs) Well, because the way it works is, like, he has to experience it to know it in the first place. So she, in order for him to know it, she has to say it. So she's going to say it anyway.
0: She's, well, basically... Bonkers.
1: Well, basically, um... Doctor Manhattan is essentially the aliens in Arrival.
0: Bro, I can't really. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember the plot of Arrival. Oh, oh what is it? Yes, yes. The aliens come to Earth. Spoiler alert: the aliens come to Earth because they need our help at some point, right?
1: Yeah they, they know it's gonna. They know everything's gonna happen. They're like their language lets them, but yeah. they they know they have to go, and they also know that what everything's going to happen but they just have to do it they're observers essentially they don't yeah. like like the one alien dies and they call it death process because even though he's dead he's also still alive in the past he's it's weird
0: okay I, yeah i kind of remember that and that is like pretty much exactly the same as Document had, like you're saying
1: yeah and they don't he knows
0: everything that's going to happen
1: but they don't do anything about it there's right. like because yeah, he has different. to let it happen well, he it doesn't have any. He doesn't have control over it. He knows it's going to happen because it happens in the first. Oh, moment. you're
0: right. Because everything happened at the same time for him, so it's like, yeah, he's, he doesn't have any control. Everything he was just given, whatever is everything. Like, everything is going to happen.
1: Yeah, because like, and one a lot of people were at first annoyed. I was just kind of skipping all over a lot of stuff, but at the end when he gets like sucked into the cannon, a lot yeah. of people were like, "Well, he could have just killed the guy." Well, no. He exp- already, the, him being such in the cannon already happened. He can't change if it already happened for it's him. Like he has no free will. Yeah, he basically has no free will. He's in the comics. He says he's a puppet. He's just a puppet that sees the strings. Wow,
0: well, that's that's actually that makes it even more like interesting to analyze.
1: And that's also why in the there's a reference to that actually in episode seven when it's in the beginning showing them and. Showing Angela in Vietnam.
0: Oh my, oh, my god, there's, this show is too much. There's Doctor Manhattan the puppet puppets. Yeah, he's literally a puppet. He's a god who, historically, as someone, if you know religion, historically, God gave free will to people, but this god figure has no free will whatsoever. Yeah, crazy. Because I mean, obviously, there's a lot of correlations to the, you know, the Judeo-Christian God. Because he's like, I'm going to make my own world on Europa, which is the next thing he gets into.
1: Yeah. I mean, I also loved when they put the ring in his head, though, about like, you could tell how happy he was. He's was like, for the first time in my life, I have no idea what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. He's like, yeah, all I know is that for about like a ten, nine and a half month, nine and a half years, I'm, I'm just like, going to uh, remember anything, but maybe I'm it's going to be full a a of love. It's also- what was the first scene of the show? Is it the scene where Angela the house gets broken into? Or is that how like it ends? That's like very early on, right? The first scene of episode one? Is it? But when when is that so we see that scene? Yeah, is that is that the night when when the the Calvary break into their house? When do they show that the first time? Um, I think it's pretty early
1: on in episode one, I think.
0: Because it obviously is very significant.
1: They show information slowly, I think, though, of White Knight.
0: Well I know. I like mean, all saying- he that scene actually ended up being very important because that's the only time Cal was ever John, which, hey, do we know if that has any importance? Why is his name John? Like, that's going to be important. It's got to be.
1: John is literally his name.
0: Yeah, well, why would he be like, it's J-O-N? Like, okay.
1: Because that's how I am do- I appreciate that's the German spelling of John. It's just like a quirk, I think. Like,
0: but it's just. I don't. I feel. I don't know. I feel like there's gotta be more. Maybe you're right. There's gotta there's be more. Like... Ozymandias too. What do you mean? So, like, so we get to that scene where he takes Ozzy, he goes to Ozymandias and, in, uh. Yeah. Which is a. Like, I was like, dude, his dong, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. My dad was watching too. He's like, oh. You know this like, show is great because my dad. I feel like he's not normally into stuff like this, and he was sitting at the kitchen table. He was so captivated by the show, he would not <laughs> stop. It. And he's like, "Is this a movie? Like, what channel is this on? Like, why don't you watch it?" He's like, "I'm watching it right now," and I'm like, "You should watch it with mom." So maybe they'll watch it. I don't know if they will. It seems pretty complex. For their I think maybe, but
1: I think it's a complex show. But I feel like it overall doesn't like try and like. Yeah, it's not. It's not over.
0: Like you don't have to like rewatch. It. An episode to understand it really Yeah, i think there's so many tiny
1: details that like expand on the previous details that are amazing but you don't need to see them
0: right right anyway back to when he was naked in front of ozymandias like obviously he's yeah, he's in, he's in Antarctica. Well, was
1: Antarctica? Antarctica? i have no idea i, th- he's I was at,
0: like sat in Artica. oh okay yeah why is he there why is that giant palace there what is the history between dr manhattan and ozymandias
1: well, that's comic book stuff that's a graphic novel stuff
0: so i had to read that to find that out or like
1: so i guess that that place i'm pretty sure is meant to be like bites main layer essentially it's called like karnak i think
0: okay that make that would make sense then that i'm just supposed um, to accept that there's nothing deeper there but yeah, i feel so like, like
1: honestly this well, show like, is way this show is probably amazing even like 10 times better if you like know
0: the yeah i might material. It. but do you think that Dr. Manhattan sent him there as a punishment? Because it kind of seemed like it to me.
1: I think somewhat. I think he was at the same time giving him Vite an opportunity to also learn from his, learn a little bit. He's like, hey, Vite, here's your paradise that you want. Well, you're going to hate it. I know you're going to hate it. But,
0: but again, it. it's not even really his free will to punish people. So it's not like he was acting out of vengeance or something. Because yeah. that was my first thought. It's like, Dr. Manhattan, is doing this because he's smarter than humans, and so Veit doesn't realize it's actually a punishment for something that Veit did to Dr. Manhattan years ago. Like maybe the squid fell on his German father. <laughs> I doubt it, um, but who knows? I thought the so then well, yeah. he obviously goes to Europa Ozymandias and he's just like he gets pretty sick of that. It seems like
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because that was the end, yeah. He gets to get pretty fast, I think. I think he had a yeah. like, great first year. The first year, I think, was like great for him.
0: He's like, was, cool. like,
1: I'm pretty sure when we saw him in episode one, he rode the horse into the mansion. I think that was basically when he first got there. Um, yeah. But he quickly got like, he was like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. So
0: he's like, I gotta go. It's like
1: he, was, he was happier alone in his lair
0: doing nothing mm-hmm. than he was. There. So who is his daughter again? Lady hmm? True, right? We think it's Lady True, right?
1: Oh, well yeah, there's he, he said that one little thing. How is what was that thing? How did you uh Dr. and said like how did you know that? And he, he was like a little elephant told me. And Lady True's when he
0: said that in this episode?
1: Yeah. How did you and, know when did he asked, how did you know that about what? It was something to do with fuck. It was when They were talking when he was like loading off the fake squids to the portal. He, Osmond Diaz knew something, and he was like a little elephant. Told me, and Lady True, and Lady True's logo for her company is as the T is an elephant. Yeah, and also she uses the elephant too. But if the main thing feels like for the company.
0: company. The trailer from this week makes it pretty obvious that what we theorized last week that Lady True is bringing Mada- is back. That seems like that's definitely what it is. Or he's already back. Well, yeah, he's, I think
1: it's carbonated.
0: He is, he is just, that, yep. Yeah. But who did that? We have no idea.
1: We have no idea how the heck he yeah. ended up in the meteor
0: at all. The only thing that kind of sucks is that, like the whole white nationalists, like the Calvary, they all seem so like, meaningless because we've kind of gotten kind of far away from that and so like i don't have any lack of faith that Lindelof will tie that back in in the next episode but this but next episode would be like 90 minutes because there's so much insane what they have to tie up if they're really going to end this series in one episode because i have to learn to hate the calvary again which i (laughs) mean i do because obviously are we at that point in the, what am I missing anything? In the episodes like they show all the Europa yeah. stuff. They have that conversation. So
1: we had the the accidental paradox happen. Which one? Uh, oh. How did how did he know Judd was seventh Caverly? Who's Judd? Oh fuck. Yeah, did I so, cause this?
0: So her Angela's angelic Angela. Angela or Angelica? Why am I blanking on this? Angela. Angela's. Grandpa, Dr. Manhattan's like, Okay, this woman I love has a grandpa. I feel like I should go tell him that she should talk to her because she definitely wants to have a family, but the only family member she has is you. And then he's like, Okay, how do you know this? And she's like, Hey, he's like, Hey, by the way, well, how did you know that Judd was a white, was a not like a what do you call it in the Calvary in a cyclops? And he's just like, Excuse me, and then we're supposed to believe that just for ten years after that, he just decided to not kill Judd, and then coincidentally, in ten years, he's like, "I'm gonna kill Judd like two weeks before Doctor Manhattan comes back."
1: Well, that was the whole. It was the whole talk was? Did we see the whole talk with him with the? Grandpa? No,
0: so I think maybe there's more. Yeah, I'm pretty sure
1: sure he was telling the grandpa stuff as like insurance. Because remember, he knows that man knows everything that's before he loses memory and after, and he knows Mm -hmm. that he needs other people to do stuff to make the best outcome. And also, obviously, you can go back into the whole mindfuck of well, he already did it, so he's doing it because he knows he already does it. Um, Right, but there's more. yeah, the grandpa's there. He told the grandpa there to have some outside external factor to make sure that the best outcome happens.
0: Right. Yeah, that's complex.
1: Because I think while while Dr. Manhattan himself overall has no free will, um, we, maybe other people do? I
0: don't really know. I think other people have some, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if Judd's death ends up becoming. I feel like it's kind of meaningless now. Um, He was just another Cyclops member, but I guess we'll see.
1: Well, I think he was the.
0: It kind of of moved everything into motion.
1: Yeah. But not everything, but most, pretty much. Yeah. It kind of kicked
0: kicked the
1: thing. Yeah.
0: Right. You wouldn't have been that concerned with the white or with the, the cavalry until that point. Like they were bad, but like. This obviously took things to another level.
1: Well, I mean, technically, if that paradox never happened, or I don't know if you call it a paradox, but that fuck-up, the time loop, essentially. Yeah. Um, then, if Judd doesn't die, then, technically, Cal would have never become... There would have been no factor for him becoming Dr. Manhattan again, really. He would have just been kidnapped by the cavalry, and they would have just had, like, all the advantage. So, really, like
0: that. Oh, that's, yeah, that's all i fuck all, up. I kill like some of the white. Maybe, I don't know, maybe his preparation is important. But
1: yeah, yeah there's you a lot of he
0: really He's not dead. We see him in the next episode. He's like in a cage or whatever.
1: Yeah. And then there's a lot of things that are still going to happen because there's the uh, whole thing of what the fuck are you going to do in the pool? Get, get the fuck up off that pool. He's like, well, you had to see me on the pool. It's like, for what? You'll know.
0: That's true, man. There's so much the to be. So he's
1: like, out. he's doing stuff to like do certain things. And then there's also the, the whole Chekhov's gun of the eggs. Like, oh, if I put my my whatever it is, radiation into organic matter and you eat it, you can right. get it that And people are going like, and it's like, well, technically, Grandpa grandpa could already be Another Doctor Manhattan? We have no idea. He's so oh, fucking old. That would be wild. He's so fucking old, and he's walking fine still. Um, or Angela, when he was making the waffles, Angela smacked the eggs onto the ground, but he still made waffles. What eggs did he use?
0: And she did say, eggs. "Watch the," yeah, she did say, "Watch the eggs." He did say that to her. I thought.
1: Yeah. So he, he used his own
0: eggs. <laughs> Um, that oh, was funny. Like, He's like I'm making waffles, and she's like, "What the fuck? Like, get the hell out of here!"
1: I, dude, I love, funny. I loved how she was just going, "What the fuck are you doing? What, what the?"
0: Fuck? Yeah, that was funny.
1: She's like the viewer. She's like, the, "We're like, she's like, we're all going, what the fuck?" And she's going, "What the fuck?"
0: He's like, "What the fuck? But I gotta that- say, there's some things that we don't know, obviously, but all these timelines matching up, something else fishy is going on. That we have to learn about still. Like, Dr. Manhattan did more than just the things we know so far. And we're going to find out, I feel like. Because, like, Dr. True and all the shit she's doing, all lining up with this timeline, like, it just... it It's it's too coincidental to not have meaning. You get what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. There's still... Like Dr. So, Dr. True is working with Grandpa. Because... She was like... Because she in the last episode was talking about how they know Dr. Manhattan is in Tulsa and they know who he is. And what what was their motivation for trying to find him? That they thought that he needed to be doing more things? Wasn't that what it kind of was? Motivation for who to find who? Dr. True to find Dr. Manhattan. Lady True, sorry. They didn't even find him. They knew who he was for the past 10 years. Right, but they were like about to go hunt for him, basically is what she was implying, right? I
1: thought she was just trying to Warn Angela because she knows Angela knows. Well, she didn't know she doesn't know Angela knows, I think
0: she knows Angela no, knows that's
1: why. I, oh. oh, yeah, no, that's for sure. Because the whole point of Dr. Mahan already talked for her to Grandpa in the past, so they definitely knew she knew. Um, yeah, but yeah, so we, I think we know everything about not everything, but pretty much most of the stuff our Dr. M has done in the throughout the timeline but Lady True and Grandpa are still the big like
0: question marks yeah, yeah. definitely like, we know everything about the 7th Cavalry, I feel like at this point they want to be the new doctor Manhattan so they can be white nationalists yeah Hardcore.
1: I heard one theory that was kind of funny is Lady True is trying to pull off another kind of squid like thing but instead of a squid She's gonna be using that elephant and like make like an empathy bomb and like just bomb everybody's brains with like terrible memories.
0: Oh man. That would be insanity.
1: Or she's gonna try and wipe everyone's memories of Dr. Manhattan.
0: I just I mean the relationship with Ozymandias Mandius is still too looming, though, for me to just assume that immediately, you know.
1: Yeah, we have no idea what. If he has a role still, I don't really know what his... We don't know what his role is entirely. We've just been seeing what he's doing.
0: Right, and we don't know what Grandpa's doing either. Because Grandpa's gone. He's disappeared, but he's still there, but he's, like, doing something. And it's too coincidental that Angela... I know that she saw the comic book when she was little. Maybe that's why she became Hooded Justice. But it's too coincidental that her grandpa's Hooded Justice and she's Hooded Justice. Unless we're just supposed to be the, believe that like genes are that strong and two mm-hmm. people would have similar wills to enact Gen- similar characters in similar circumstances. But, like, what, after, do you mean like, Sister Knight? Well, yeah, she's Sister Knight. Yeah. But her character looked a lot like Hooded Justice. So the I character's based on weird. that movie. Oh, shit, yeah, you're right. No, I don't know what I was getting into there. My bad. Cut. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> well, it's just a, like it's so similar to also like like she had such, she and her grandpa did such similar things. It just seems like too coincidental that they both did, but I guess they weren't exactly the same characters. In my head, for some reason, she was also Hooded Justice, like a reincarnation. Yeah, also, I, think, but, I
1: think I think know. her inspiration came from Doctor Manhattan because she wasn't doing anything vigilante like until Doctor Manhattan yeah, or you or, or until Tulsa came along. We don't even know yeah. if she was doing sister night stuff until judd came along
0: yeah that's true i take back that's the dumbest thing i've ever said on this podcast i'm sorry (laughs) um it is interesting though to think about it in terms of sister night shit what was i gonna say all right so i never thought of what i was gonna say so i apologize (laughs) but kevin wants to bring up a very important point go ahead kevin
1: okay this is a great moment when we finally like get back to like, the present after the whole shebang with Cal slash John being confused. And she's like, the, well, the cavalry's always, they're already here. She's like, what? Well, fuck. She's like, well, you know what, John? I'm going <laughs> to save you if you're not going to save yourself. She just goes in that huge locker of guns and just fucking just charges. She doesn't give a shit. It's like, bang, bang. Well, this, the just, best moment, though. this is the moment I fell in love with you.
0: Yep. When he walks up, he just like looms up behind her and he's like, This is the moment. He didn't have to say anything else. The second he said this is the moment, I knew what he was saying, and my whole body. Like I thought I was gonna start crying. And I never thought the <laughs> show would ever make me cry. And it was just like one of the most beautiful moments in like so many ways, how everything just came together at one instant and their relationship became just like so powerful. Like I watched marriage story today and it never hit me as hard as that moment did. Like we're gonna get into marriage story, but wow, that was incredible. You know, that,
1: that was, was I also loved like Angela's back lineback. She's like, now this is the moment.
0: She's like, this is it. <laughs> I've <laughs> been with you for 10 years. <laughs> and he's like, You know what? You experience everything at want She's like, Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm gonna still go out there and kill them all. And then he just comes out with one hand, and he's like, <laughs> and everyone's head just explodes and she's like we did it you were you didn't know you were wrong he's like ah bitch watch this and then he's like zoop zoop," and he's gone
1: also one thing i liked about that too though is because the whole like he experienced every moment is like its own experience for him yeah and you could tell when he got sucked in by the cannon in that small moment his face he was like in fear still
0: yeah that's true i mean he didn't that's like the unknown for him or is it
1: it's because every moment is both he's already experienced it and he's also experiencing it so like every moment is both like a lack of emotion but like also emotion (laughs)
0: like i think he still knows what's gonna happen and maybe that's why he was so confident
1: well yeah that's why he, he knows he knows a lot of what's gonna happen because he's been setting up these like small dominoes
0: there's the yeah, pool, the, the,
1: the waffles,
0: Grandpa. Grandpa's going to be a domino. Ozymandias is a domino. Like, sending him away, maybe that meant something. It had to.
1: So it has, so has Lady True been the one that's been doing the uh, shrimp drops?
0: The rain? Maybe, of maybe she's rain. Been, been fulfilling it, or, I mean, Ozymandias might have automated his system for all we know. True. Because he, like, he was,
1: he was doing it manually, at least, when we, when we saw him. Yeah. He was like, selecting, like, oh, Madagascar, ew, you're you going to have some shrimp rain. Right. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm
0: keeping the peace. He's keeping the peace. I mean, he did, though. He was really the peacekeeper.
1: Yeah, I guess supposedly, like, even though he was terrible, he, I guess, like, in the graphic novel, at that point in time, the world was about to end because of like nuclear destruction so like he did succeed in keeping the world alive just had to kill 3 million people
0: yeah i mean was that a good sacrifice probably maybe i don't know who are we to make that decision that's a line from lord of the rings what is the exact line i can't remember i used to be able to quote it oh yeah. it's it's about like in the end of one of the uh, the books, they're talking about you know choosing to save lives or kill them, and Gandalf's like, "Who are you to deal out death and judgment? For only the wise can see all ends, or something like that." So Doctor Manhattan, Doctor Manhattan maybe is the one who sees everything, and he's the only one who can choose when people live or die, which is why he was willing to die in the moment that he did. Because well, he didn't really die; he got trapped. He, he, was, he obviously would only do that because well his plan he doesn't have any free will that kind of ruins this argument but he only would do that if he knew that something greater was going to come from it afterward
1: you know dr manhattan's kind of a mind fuck in general because like you're like he's making decisions but he's not, but he's not
0: making decisions exactly <laughs> and vietnam is like the perfect like example of that for like he did something that might have saved a lot of lives and he did make vietnam like a state, which. It seems like in its current state that we see it in, in like 2009, it looks like it's a maybe a safer place than it was when he found it, but his actions caused the death of Angela's parents. How does he weigh one against the other? He regrets it, but does he really regret it? He can't regret, but he regrets. Yeah,
1: he, he said, like, I didn't want to do it, but I was going to do it because I do it. Yeah, so You've never <laughs> done
0: that before? It's like, sir, don't put that on me. <laughs> what you did was way different than me drinking a few too many brewskis on a Saturday night. <laughs> Mr. Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> um, can we give a shout out to Prometheus? Because <laughs> the, a lot of the things that are happening in this show are like Promet- are Prometheus-esque in well, it's their just, in it's their just yeah, exactly well yeah but like more specifically uh, the whole like creator aspect of watching it was like I don't think it was this important in the books maybe it was I didn't read it but <laughs> <laughs> Look, hot <laughs> take
1: not a part of the books
0: literally <laughs> Ozymand- is, 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 Ozy- is Ozymandias making clones on Europa in the book don't know it i don't think it is. There, there, there.
1: there is no europa in the books i'm pretty
0: sure yep. so there you go oh europa oh that's kind of like the planets the promethean engineers are from and they come to earth for all we know this is a tie-in to prometheus David lindelof, get, it's, it's, made, lindelof uh, made prometheus realize that it was too valuable to be an aliens prequel <laughs> and it was like i have to wait 10 years to make this show and then it's they'll actually, see how good Prometheus is. Because... It's actually a washed sequel. <laughs> yes. The Engineer is just a color-washed version of Dr. Manhattan. And that's what mm-hmm. I was going to get into next. Shout out to Prometheus for at least being the sacrificial lamb for showing how to make a guy with no skin look pretty cool. Or no, no uh, hair or fa- or like skin features look pretty cool. Like, white Promethean Engineer guy looks a lot like Dr. Manhattan. And well, both have, did you epic. see
1: the... Uh... Zack Snyder watching a movie? No. No, dude. Dr. Manhattan, that movie looks sick as fuck, man. Uh, Better dude. than this one?
0: Yeah. I don't know. It I kind of like how, like... In certain shots, Dr. Manhattan looks like he's almost a cartoon. Like, in that one shot, but, like, a very highly animated cartoon. Like, yeah. it looks like he's not real. Like, the animation quality on Dr. Manhattan, I can't even... I, I mean, I haven't seen Zack Snyder's version, but it surprises me to hear that it's not... Worse significantly than the one that HBO somehow built.
1: Well, I think but well, I think the show had less budget, obviously, and I think when did it, Doctor, when Cal is glowing, like full on glowing, it looks sick, but it is a little bit. It looks a little bit goofy when he's not glowing, but
0: I guess we all disagree because that was one of the points I wanted to bring up about what I love is the animation style of Doctor Manhattan, so. No, Ouch. no. When he's when it's like, he's glowing,
1: is, when he's glowing, it's great. It's just a little bit I think weird he's great.
0: at all times. But that's just me. Because he's not like, like there's something about him, him that's just, like it's so captivating.
1: He just Even looks when he's not glowing. He just looks slightly like he. He's like a blue man group guy when he's not glowing.
0: Okay. <laughs> yes, he does. I have <laughs> to look up a picture of Zack Snyder wrong before I have a, a real comment.
1: But uh, the whole but, God, the whole episode is just. I just love how it it's like they're having a conversation with themselves and like their future and the past. Because oh, like, yeah. it's just like.
0: It's and just it's so, so amazing. well
1: Because every. Dude, I feel like it, it just kind of opened up to every scene in like the most, the best like way possible. Like they went to this scene and then back and then this other time and
0: then back. Yeah, it's pretty, it was pretty flawless how they went through the different time. Like, Damon Lindelof, in the two things that I really know from him, this show and Prometheus, has created the greatest movie of this decade and the greatest television show of this decade. That's all I'll say.
1: That's all you'll
0: say? The flaming take. I mean,
1: flaming. Just, it is, it is, it is. It it is it's not hot. I it's,
0: hated this show. Guess what? I'm gonna have to rewatch it, and I'll probably like it the second time I watch it through. When well, I just, give it more, honestly, respect. the I, beginning episodes
1: are probably gonna be like, there's probably so much small foreshadowing
0: details. Yeah, yeah. Knowing him, yeah. I mean, it still does come back to like even this far in. Like, obviously, I like Regina King more than I did at the start, but it just—I don't know what it is about her. It just never cl- It doesn't quite click with me, ever. And I'm I'm sorry to. Regina King or her fans, but a fan, I don't get it. I don't. I don't. Oh, it doesn't. Man. It doesn't weld with me. Even like some of her lines in this, I was like, mm.
1: something about yeah. her is like just, it,
0: maybe her don't mesh. I don't know, but I mean, props to her for her career. She's better at what she does than I'll ever be at anything. <laughs> <laughs> then that was, I think so- that was sad. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> it's true she won an academy award i'll never win an award fair for for, from any academy (laughs) is it not true it is this is a fact what is anything else you wanted to say about this episode
1: no i guess
0: not i mean there's a lot this guy's just like too much let's let's set up the stakes for episode nine if episode nine goes well is this the greatest show to ever be created by anyone in the history of the world? No. That's, okay,
1: that's the leftovers.
0: sir. <laughs> you are just biased for Damon which, Lindelof, which is also Damon Lindelof, so y'all win. No, yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna say it's the best show ever. I just want, but that is like how I feel right now. Like when I think about it more, obviously it'll. No, it's be... it's an amazing. I think it's all of show. When you watch it, it has that kind of effect on you. Because, because every detail of it like, is so totally perfectly crafted. I just sense. can't
1: say anything's the best show besides Leftovers.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, okay. I'll watch that show just to, to argue that with you one day. But here's what I'll say. Did you know that like, this has been in the works for years? Have you heard this story? They talked about it on that podcast. I saw his Instagram day. post. Hard school. What did you, you say?
1: Um, Demon Lindelof had an Instagram post where... First off, he's actually been approached for the last like 10 years or something. He's been constantly approached by like the companies to like, hey, can you make a Watchmen adaptation? Hey, can you make a Watchmen adaptation? And like he, in the post on Instagram, he went through his like mindset. Like every time they asked him, every time he was asked, him, was like, this is no one can touch Watchmen. I'm not ready to touch it. Right. No one else I think should touch it. It's too good. There's nothing I can add to it. I'm not going to remake it. it. And there's nothing I can add. And like, I forget, there's something like happened where like, finally, like this time he got approached again and he was like, you know what? I have an idea. I think I'm ready. I can handle this now. I'm at an age where I I can understand what needs, what can be added to this.
0: So that's pretty much the same thing I heard, but it was more so that like, and he, he like, he, I think he like had somewhat of an idea the whole time and maybe he wasn't ready act on that idea yet but like he had been developing something i think for years and they got to the point where they were like hey damon like if you don't do this now we're gonna make someone else do it and i think he was like the fuck you will like no one <laughs> can do this i will do this but like here's the real question like that's awesome and incredible how did he become how did hollywood find out that like lindelof that's the guy he knows what he knows watch like don't ever let anyone else make a watchman tv show unless it's lindelof like that's such a rant that's so weird like that he became I, the guy that everyone knew. They're like, make sure you go to Lindelof before you go to anyone else about a Watchman show, because he knows Watchmen. What do you like read the book? I have, I have no idea. Yeah,
1: I really have no idea why he was being approached so much in the first place. I know, right? Like, like why was- does
0: everyone know him? Maybe he like is very like every time he goes out, he's here, he's gone out for the last 10 years in Hollywood and he's talking to his other Hollywood people. He's like, Man, I love Watchmen. Make sure that if you tell your friends, that if they're ever going to make a watchmen show to ask me first because I know how to do it. That's why this is like you can feel the passion in this project. Like you can tell how much work he put into this and it's mind-boggling.
1: You know, the show is like just like flipped a switch.
0: Oh my like god. Yeah.
1: Also because like it's actually insane at like how unique the past just like three episodes have been compared to like the previous episodes. Like every episode oh, is yeah. like
0: The greatest completely
1: completely different style of storytelling, and like it's insane.
0: Every show, from like the acting to the dialogue to the um, to this—I mean, the storytelling is easily the best part. Cinematography, their ability to keep me interested by giving me cliffhangers—just bravo.
1: Yeah, this is this is on like bravo Vince level. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean I'm just I can't believe yeah. that I started out disliking it but I mean when he st- when he made the show he had that quote he was like don't that well, he told reviewers don't review the show until you get to like the 6th or 7th episode uh you think you, you're you on like the greatest 3 episode tear of all time yeah
1: I think so, also like, the only gave reviewers the first 6 episodes I think
0: I mean that they, would be good they didn't,
1: they didn't want the story of the last 3 episodes leaked
0: which, like, I don't, I can't name a single thing that's ever been done like this before. But obviously, I'm not all encompassing. I'm not, I'm not Doctor Manhattan. But I can't think of something that they took a book, graphic novel, and former movie, and he like took it, and he's like, I'm just gonna take this and expand upon it tenfold,
1: while and also, not like, ruin it at well, all.
0: And, and not ruin it at all. Like incredible. Like it never happens like that. And like it's so hard to take something that someone else built. And like it's like he's so like good with this. It seems like he wrote the graphic novel. Like everything, it's like it's remarkable how like this world he's able to build is so in depth. I mean, he must have read that book fifty thousand times. Yeah,
1: it's it's clear that like he understands every single point of like all the characters.
0: Yeah, it's a crime that this show is a. Not that it matters at all, but on IMDb the show has a seven and a half right now. Um, that's stupid. That just shows that maybe I shouldn't trust IMDb as much as I do, because that's well, so bad.
1: Well, also the rating it got like hit really hard with the ratings from ep- like the first like two episodes.
0: So. so yeah, all those white nationalists like this is you can't say things like that. <laughs> Tulsa was a great place to live in the 1930s. I swear. <laughs> My what? grandpa flew the airplane. The
1: <laughs> My grandpa
0: flew the airplane that shot at people, and it was okay then because they shouldn't have been there. Like mm-hmm. but Like how do you justify that?
1: I still think it's insane how it opens up with the Tulsa riots, and I had no fucking idea that even happened. I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I when I go that I, you remember? I don't think I don't remember if I told this. Story. I definitely have told it on this podcast, but the, I actually had similar feelings for the show in the first scene that I do have it now, like. I watched that first that first sequence. I think I remember telling you like, that was the, one of the greatest opening sequences to anything I've ever watched. Because I got so, and it was so good. Actually, it was a victim of its own success, and I think that is part of the reason why it took me a while to catch on. Because I watched the first five, ten minutes or whatever, and I turned it off. Well, I paused it, and I started doing research, and I got stuck in like a research loop for like two hours, and I didn't finish the episode for <laughs> the next day. The opening was so good that it made me not even think about the rest of the episode. Because it was just so perfect. Well, I just dropped
1: history that like has you been
0: have... done yeah, just covered like
1: up. Just covered up, and it's like it's not even. A, it's, I feel like it. It's not explicitly covered up, but it definitely feels like it is. Because <laughs> yeah, I was like, how do I like... not know about this? I didn't know there's basically just a town in America that the
0: KKK killed a shit ton of people on bomb buildings. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's like it's almost worse than a. Like you won't even describe it as a, oh, oh, to think it's a terrorist attack is like an understatement. Like they, yeah. they, mercil- they, they had a Holocaust for a day in Oklahoma. That's what they did because it wasn't like one airplane flew into a building, which is obviously a horrible, horrible. One. It's, it's like, all right, you're going to bring the guns, the cops. You're not going to, you're going to, you can either help or you're just going to look the other way. Johnny's going to get his airplane and he's going to shoot stuff. We're going to catch stuff with, like for a whole day is it, it was actually days. I thought actually, but like, I, I didn't research ones. that, into it. I was just like, that. I was just like, I looked it up. I was like,
1: oh, that's real.
0: Yeah. Um, fuck
1: me. <laughs> and
0: I love. And I love as someone who isn't informed on much of history. I love when I watch a movie that I don't know the ending, like what the history is. Like the whole like L.A. race riots thing. I had no idea anything about that. And then I watched American History X, and I was like, wow, this world has been messed up for more than just the time that I've been like a coherent thinking adult. Oh, like a movie sure. like that, <laughs> and out the history, like it changes your perspective. Like when I was a little kid, like I didn't realize that, like there, the people didn't, there were a, lot, a large part of this country that hated the police for like what they've done, and that there was like issues with that, and that yeah, I didn't, thinking, I didn't um, know that racist people still existed. I was like, whatever, like everybody likes each other, right? And like as soon as you like become old enough to start like using the internet and finding things out on your own and learning things like that, you're like, wow, the world's so messed up right now. And then you watch a movie like that, or you watch the beginning of watchman you're like, oh my god. We've been messed up for a very long time.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like some perspective lost on history, I think. Because like it's like, yeah, everyone knows like not Nazis bad. Yeah, like we yeah, just like, like so. those kind of things are. But right. turns out during that exact same time of <laughs> history, yeah. people bull, stuff killing yeah. black people.
0: Yeah, it's in like very terroristic ways. And that's why I love how television and film can just change your perspective on things like that.
1: And also, so if you, probably, I mean, and I haven't watched it yet, but you gotta watch Chernobyl, man, if you want some history yeah, drops.
0: That's some other history drops I need to get in on, but I gotta, what I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty much caught up on everything I got. So, all right, we're gonna officially close the door on Watchmen right now, unless you have anything else to say.
1: That we can move on.
0: It's been minutes. Okay. Boom. Watchmen, great. Can't wait for episode nine. Could be historically good if it finishes right.
1: If it fucks up, I'm going to cry.
0: If it fucks up, it'll be bad. So, I went to New York over the weekend, got a backlog of things I need to watch since currently my only occupation is watching things. Um, Had to watch watch Watchmen, had to get caught up on Silicon Valley, two episodes behind. Watched the sixth episode. Pretty decent. We'll see if they can finish out uh, the seventh episode with any sort of you know merit, because the so the series is over by the time this is airing. But I think it's a pretty good show. But then it got really bad at the end, which is a shame. And so <laughs> I still have to finish it. But it's one of like the first times I've like had to finish a show at the end. Be like, God, I don't even, I don't feel I'm like I'm interested. But I I need to finish. Um, Some cost fallacy, man. Yeah, and I want like, to finish. already, already all of it, so I might as well. Yeah, it's like I've it. gotten this far. It's like one of those shows where, like, I just like watched it every. It was always on in the summers, so I'd be home for summer vacation every year, and I would just like catch. I would watch it on Sunday nights, and like, it never like had that profound of an effect on me because I never knew anyone else that watched it. It's not that talked about in like pop culture, so it's just like it was. It was like a, a show I watched, and it like I would forget about it every every year until I was like, oh, that show exists again. Time to watch it. Um, then I wanted to watch Marriage Story, which I watched, and we're gonna get into that. But I also want to watch End of the Fucking World and i don't oh, think you finished that. That. i finished have you finished it i watched two episodes of season one junior year <laughs> yes that's what i thought um junior year of high school or, no junior college obviously oh, yeah. um, i watched every single talk about captivating television the only time i've ever done this i watched every single episode of the first season in one night which i've never it's done great. before but it it's is, a, it is like, that is what yeah. the show is designed to be which i i love i love the style of that show the second season I was worried about because, like, the first season, I mean, I can't talk about anything because you haven't seen it, but it's pretty encompassing. Second season brings, takes like a story that seems like it's finished and like adds a layer to it that just makes it even better. And they said it might be done now, too, but a lot of respect for that show. If you ever need something to watch, Kevin, which is kind of difficult in our current days because there's just so many things to watch right now.
1: Yeah, this, this weekend I'm a busy actually because The Expanse season four is coming out on Amazon. I'm really hype.
0: Yeah, that must be a really good show because um, what's that guy's name? All his not all history act all X. Shift. You know that guy I'm talking about on YouTube? Yeah, all shift X. All shift X. Yeah, who like only does very rare things. I don't know why he didn't jump on the Watchmen stuff because he could have been just dominating the market for that because he did a Watchmen like explained episode on the comics, but then he hasn't done episode ones. But he did just put out like a season three uh summary video on his channel which means that he has a lot of respect for that show and he's like one of the most knowledgeable channels I've ever seen. So, you know, the
1: the expanse is incredible. Season 1 is rocky, but it's still really good. And then it just amps up cuz it's based off like a series of books. Yeah. And it has really good source material and they handle it really well too cuz they're not they they don't the way they, they do it is like one season is not typically equivalent to just one book they they go based on like how a story should go so like for example season one and then first half season two is what book one is and like the second half of season two to like the second half first half season three is like the second book i think and then the, the third book is like the last half second season two is the shorter so like, they're, they're not scared to like have the overall books go over the season, so sometimes, so sometimes, the biggest climax is like, end up happening in like in weird spots, but it works really well.
0: But I like when it's not traditional, so that's good.
1: And it has a very unique take on politics because the way it works, it takes place in like the near future, where we've expanded out throughout the solar system somewhat. So like Earth is kind of united under like this like United Nations is basically the country now. And oh,
0: that makes sense. the reason
1: why it's happened is because people want to go colonize Mars and Mars has kind of turned into like, they're trying to terraform Mars, but it's also fairly militaristic. And they're kind of like become, Mars itself is this kind of own country. And then there's people living in the, in the far out areas of like the belts, they're called belters and they are overall like weaker but and they're kind of just, like the the new poor class they're the people who are strained out in space trying to do dangerous work and they're they, they're a lot of special effects actually they they tend to be more lanky and like they have their bone mass is like lower so That's there's really like a cool. it's kind of there's a really cool scene like in season one where like they show you're like on earth and there's a they show like a torture method on a belter where literally all they do is they hang them up. They have them try. They have them like hanged up because they're the gravity is like pulling them down so hard. Oh my
0: god! Okay, so yeah. I'm probably gonna watch that show based on that description. I will watch that show at some point. But I mean, I saw the leftovers, and obviously that's more important to you. And so I need to watch that at yeah. some, especially with what Damon Lindelof has done to me now.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I know you said for leftovers you tried watching it that one time you're like this is too depressing um but it's it's worth it the season one is kind of depressing but it hits those emotional notes of
0: depressing well, I remember it was a dog dog died and then like I didn't I wasn't really feeling watching that show I think at that point in my life either so once the dog died I has got an excuse to as a cop out like alright don't have to watch that show that was weird don't like when dogs die
1: okay yeah, the Wait. dogs are the dogs are kind of fucked up in that universe
0: because okay. of the, don't talk about the Dogs, if you want me to watch it, what? I said, don't talk anymore about dogs being fucked up if you want me to watch it. I don't need to know anything else. Sorry, by fucked up, I just mean they're they're mean. <laughs> That's even sadder. I'm probably gonna watch it. I might even start it tomorrow. After whenever this phone call ends, I'm gonna finish Silicon Valley because I only have one episode left. It's like 50 minutes though. For once, yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, the reason why I want you to watch it is there's like certain episodes that in that show that I could probably talk about for like years.
0: Well, and we'll have this podcast to divulge that on. This this is the movie club that has spent an hour talking only about television. Hell yeah. TV isn't in movies, movies, man. Which brings us to a transition. All right, so now we're going to get into talking about Netflix's new hit movie, new depressing movie, new uh, just incredible movie, Marriage Story, starring Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Wow. Kevin, that movie was really sad. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. That is sad, man. Feels bad. It was was very
1: intense also. Wow, okay. first off, the movie made it stressed me out. A lot of it, just the whole process. of That's why I
0: told you I I wish I would have seen it in a theater because the theater always makes sure that I totally put myself into a movie. I couldn't handle some of this movie. It was so intense that I just had to sit on my phone while I was watching. It was like it's like if you're you know, you're like sitting at a dinner table maybe with like relatives or something. And two of them are just getting into a discussion that you're like, I don't want to be a part of this. It's way too intense. I'm going to go on my phone so that they don't, you know, I can't be a part of what's happening. Let me go on my phone while you're discussing your divorce. I can't take it. The poor kid. <laughs> That's pretty much it was that it was that like powerful. Like, you know, I put I my, know. I knew I kind of knew what I was
1: going into. Cause I heard a lot of stuff about it. And I was like, we got Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver in the same movie. I um, love... And I'm just both. like, I put my phone down. I didn't look at it a single time. Irishman? I like my phone
0: a shit ton. Yeah, long Adam, I did that for both, so that's why... And I watched both of them during the day. I think that also plays a big impact. I need mean, to stop watching movies during the day. Um, but it just sometimes that happens because, like, with longer movies, it's easier. Um, but, yeah, I need to respect them more because... It's hard not to get distracted when you're not watching it in a theater. And that's fair. It. But I'm glad that you got a better experience out of it. I mean, not to say I didn't. I think this movie was phenomenal. I gave it, like, it might be like one of the top five for me. Um, do you like want to just, up, I think
1: it might be top two for me.
0: Yeah, I say I wanted to get into that with you because your reaction to it, I was just, where was, I was just like walking around New York doing my stuff. I get that text from me, like, wow, 10 out of 10 movie for me. And, like that, to me, like, 80% of the movies I see on a year are 10 out of 10s. Now I'm trying, okay, these, I'm trying to get into the hundreds. I'm trying to get into one out of a hundred because it forces me to make more specifics in my decisions. So <laughs> I want you to just take the floor. Tell me why you think this is one of the two best movies of the year and what would you give it on a scale of one to a hundred?
1: All right. So for first off, one from a hundred, I'm going to give it a hundred out of a hundred for, for me. Wow. Wow. My rate, my, so first, I guess we have to dig into how I write movies. Yeah, let's and do that. I have like a lot of my rating is obviously very like I try and be objective, and I'm like, damn, that was some good editing, or that was some good acting, that was some good cinematography, good sound. But for me, like when a a movie goes up in rating, when it makes me have emotions that I don't feel typically, or something like that. In that way, like where I don't feel that when I'm watching movies, uh, there's a lot of movies I'll watch it. Like when you talk about *Knives Out*, I was watching it, have a great time. I had like I had no resonance with it. But like mm-hmm. both movies, like *Jojo Rabbit*, even that movie made me like that *Jojo Rabbit* made me like, happy. I was like, damn, this is making me actually happy watching this. This movie, on the other hand, a it started out beautifully. Like that was some of the, that was like one of the best ways I've seen how to open up a movie. I mean, it's was it a was, pretty straight was a very simple idea. Like I'll just have them read their therapy notes. I guess, um, yeah. Like of how, how they feel about each other, because it's, it's a great backdrop. It's like here's everything. Here's how they they overall actually feel about each other. But they have these yeah. small issues that explode. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie of like jumping from the beginning to the end. For some reason, well, as Adam Driver was, was like reading that note, I, I react really badly already when people cry in movies because if someone else is crying, I'm gonna fucking cry.
0: Yeah, oh um, well, yeah, when he starts crying, is that when you? Um, when you no, it? that's when I start getting like
1: teary eyed. But for some reason, when they're like walking out on the road and they they're fully divorced now, and yet like his shoes untied. And she gets down still and ties his shoe. And it's like really, really someone only ties someone's shoe if it's really intimate. If they're really intimate, with that person. Oh my God, and... she
0: tied shoes in both the fucking movies she was in. <laughs> anyway.
1: Um, but I wasn't sure if it was just from the relief of being over this really stressful movie and sad movie. But for some reason, at that point, I started like having, like I was really like, crying for like just like five minutes. <laughs> wow i was just like yeah. i wasn't even like I'm, crying I'm so, like so like being upset i was just like having tears i was like damn i think I'm i was really just sad. like that was beautiful amazing acting amazing writing it made me i i felt i was in the brains of those characters
0: yeah but there's like I that the scene
1: where uh nicole is <laughs> in nora's office the first time and iris Watching her sit on that couch, talking about like how she feels for like five minutes, and it's just like she—you're slowly zooming in on her, and you're like wash your pace into the bathroom, and you're, you're getting into the brain of these characters, and you—you're stressed out because they're stressed out, you're angry because they're both angry. It's a beautiful. It movie.
0: is. It is, and before we even get into too many details. The way you just described how you rate movies made me almost want to cry because I felt like someone just spoke my own words to me because that's like so true for any, like, and you use a perfect example of Knives Out. Like when I was rating Knives Out, like I, it's hard for me to say anything that's wrong with it, but it just didn't impact me the way that like something like Marriage Story did. So if I'm comparing the movies, I'll always put something like Marriage Story first because the way that it like emotionally just like takes over my being. And then when I'm finished with the movie, I feel like the world isn't the same anymore. That will always have more power for the, to me than something like Knives out did. not to say that Knives out is a bad movie, but I feel like that's what you were basically saying. Yeah. With how which is why I was a hundred for you. Even if maybe there were parts of it that weren't perfect. I, I, I can't particularly name any right now, but like, I don't was, know they lull you into it so that you wouldn't even find a fault if you wanted to, because that movie was, it felt real. It felt literally like it was happening and that these people existed.
1: Yeah. I was, I was at first, I guess, upset when I was like, I was at first kind of rooting for Adam driver's character. And then you learned that he actually fucking cheated. And I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah. That was an interesting part of the story that I wanted to talk about. We, and we'll get into that, but it's like, it was like kind of underplayed. So I think it was almost necessary. I feel like, because otherwise he was almost like too nice. It seemed. Yeah. And everything else was like, everything else was like a, he said, she said kind of thing. Like, like the things that she was saying about him did make him seem like he was an asshole at times, but we never really saw those things. So we needed like that to be like the, this relationship wasn't actually perfect.
1: Oh, I also want to say that while this movie can be sad and stressful, I also get a hundred out of hundred because it is probably one of the funniest movies I've also seen this year too. So
0: I did laugh a few times, but I guess I'm I'm struggling to remember specific points that would make me say.
1: I guess one of the scenes that first not 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 first, but like it's another scene that just made me go like, "Fuck me!" This movie is amazing. Is the whole sequence of serving his divorce papers?
0: Like, oh my god, yeah, right, that was hilarious.
1: Okay, you're gonna you're gonna hand this to him. I can't do it because that's a. You have to do it, and it's that whole sequence of like watching them fall around. That the sister was like an amate was playing that amazingly. The mom was also amazing. It's such a long scene, so I can't even talk too much about it. But it's just like as soon as he, oh, yeah.
0: I mean, that scene was incredible.
1: I just and- love how that, that little line he has is like, is there re- what? Why do you have the pie? I feel like the pie. I'm going to say that that, that <laughs>
0: pie- line that was like i felt so, like such a genuine thing someone would say like um so like why was there a pie she's like it was totally coincidental and she's I like <laughs> and like, in the, even in that scene like you can tell like so like these two had like oh god it was so real the more i'm thinking about it it was so fucking real like like the relationship they had i mean it's purposely we are supposed to like from the beginning be like wow this seems like a pretty good relationship from the outside perspective they're giving out what is basically almost like vows, like why they loved each other. And then there's like that there's that scene where like he just got served. Like he like you would just assume like in a movie version of a drama like a dramatization of things happening, like he just got served, he should be mad, she should be like super defensive, and as soon as he like gets a little agitated, she should like just go off on him and she should start like yelling. But like she isn't. Like she's calm in that scene. If you like, do you remember that? How oh, yeah. Because that's how people would really react. Like, she's not that confrontational of a person. She's a real human character. She's not just some like TV movie character or like, oh, it's divorce time. Let's start arguing immediately. Like, she's like, no, like, hey, honey, like, we're still just, you know, like, we're just going through this stuff and this is what we have to do. So, you know, I'm not going to be confrontational now, but like, this is what's happening. And he's like, oh, <laughs> okay, fine. Like, I guess I'll maybe go get- look for a lawyer, but like, I didn't think we were doing this. But like, in real life, it takes time to react to things and get mad. Like, you're not going to instantly just like explode like we do see eventually in the movie. And this Dude, movie so long. There's so many things to talk about. I don't think we have to be linear with it. But that scene was what was like I told, texted you, maybe the best acted scene I've seen all year. Oh, maybe the, argument? Ever. the argument? The explosion? They are so good at acting, both of them. You could call it, yeah, just call it the explosion. I mean, that's what it was. I like it was that, the it was the explosion.
1: I like how they finally get to the point where, like, you know what? Let's just let's just have a talk, like we planned.
0: You yeah, know, let's just do it right let's now. Just... He's like, I'm gonna punch this wall. <laughs>
1: uh, just you get. Di- I hope you get diagnosed with cancer and get hit by a car.
0: Oh, and when he he falls down, that I mean, was. Actually- I'm sorry. Falls down. My dad got a lot of good content today just through walking through doors and watching what I was watching. He just happened to walk in during that scene and he couldn't stop watching. He's like, what is this? I'm like, yeah, this is, this is the peak of fucking acting. That's what this is. This, this is incredible content that's happening before our eyes right now.
1: You don't um, get this very often.
0: You don't get this ever like this. So it, it so I didn't watch this all for the Irishman. Cause I got bored, but there's like that documentary where like um, Pesci and Pacino, and De Niro and Scorsese, just are like sitting at a table for like 20 minutes talking about the movie. I don't know if they did that for this, but I want to hear it because there's no way that all of that, like the, maybe some of this was like, um, not ad libbed. Is that, the, that's not the right word I'm looking for. Just like improv. Improv. Yes. Like it was so genuine. Like it had to be like, and I wonder how many of the scenes were like word for word in the script or how like lenient the director was with it. Because, like, it's clear, like, the environment that they created when making this movie was so, like, open to them just, like, digging totally into these characters that they had to have had some kind of, like, rule, I feel like, in what they were saying.
1: Yeah, because every word they said felt like their own. There was no, like, yeah. I was like, okay, we're just, we're watching real people. <laughs> this is how I. this is how you, this is a real life explosion in a relationship.
0: Yeah. Like, this is a marriage story. It is a marriage story. Um, yeah. The kid actor was pretty good, but obviously, I mean... He was, he was serviceable. He was serviceable. He and Adam Driver, just take it away. Who is the main character? Okay,
1: so... I think the movie was hoping there was two. Main characters,
0: maybe in, think, when it was originally planned.
1: I think Adam Driver became the main character.
0: I was going to say, yeah, absolutely. To me, uh, like,
1: I think some aspect of that comes from supposedly. So, Noam Bomback, whatever his how you say his last name. Supposedly, this is this is based partly on his own life experience and his marriage and divorce because he was um, married to Jennifer Jason Lee. And then had uh, had divorce, and now he's married to Greta Gerwig.
0: Wait, the guy who directed this movie? Yeah, is married to Greta Gerwig.
1: Yes. What? That's not. <laughs> that's. They might be the greatest married couple to ever exist. Yeah, they're they're a, they're a indie film power couple.
0: The only thing that competes to me is Alicia Vikander and Michael Fassbender that is some bias there because i just think they're both incredible
1: but yeah so he says some amount of this is from himself like so so the reason why adam driver cheated is because he cheated that's just what happened. that's just life like he he fucked up there's no meaning behind it
0: this is just life that's all yeah amazing and every aspect of their characters, like their backstory and stuff, none of that felt forced at all. Like no. sometimes, like with movies like that, the problem is that like some of it feels forced, and like not nothing felt forced. That was probably like that is like the staple for this movie. If you were like describing it to someone, like none of like you said it was one of the funniest movies of the year. Like nothing even felt like a joke. It everything was just people they were having a real conversation.
1: Oh, I, I call it I call it like conditional funny. Or, Like, situational yeah, funny, just situational the situations can be funny, can be
0: funny. just yeah. like
1: what is happening, right? It's not meant to be a joke, what it's happening is, is awful. Like, you're seeing someone get served their divorce papers, <laughs> but the way he walks in, picks up hey, Jima,
0: <laughs> hey, Jima, oh my god, that was amazing. And she tries to pick him back up, and it's like so- she knew that she wasn't supposed to do that, but she couldn't help it because she loved him, and that is like she was a real character. I
1: Going back yes. to that scene, though, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. My heart broke a little bit, though, when he's like, he gets the divorce papers. He's like, what do I do now? And she's like, you get a lawyer. And then he's like, OK. And then she asks him, where are you staying? And you could see oh. Adam Driver's acting is so fucking good because you can see in his own face. He's like, what do you mean? Where am I staying? In his head, he was still staying there. Yeah, and he never actually
0: said that. God, you're right. That was that was probably like one of the first scenes that just like my heart, my heart, my heart, my heart.
1: Yeah, was I was per- just like, oh,
0: oh no. Um, Nora and Ray Leota. They played their port parts perfectly. Nora yes. was so hateable, but like understandable at the same time. And Leota was just like the male counterpart version of her. Yeah. <laughs> And I like I haven't experienced divorce, thankfully, so I, I don't have <laughs> much experience in any of this. Or like even like having a parents who've gotten divorced. Like I have never been around people that have gotten divorced that like that closely. But Same. it feels like they did a pretty accurate job of portraying what it can be like, and it is terrifying. It is like the worst thing ever. It's like, like yeah, well, you know what? Like you're not your kid's probably not going to have money for college now, but like that's how it is, and people do it all the time. You're like, well, that's horrible. Like yeah, well, like. How terrible is that? Like, I think I heard like the the
1: main antagonist of this movie is the divorce system.
0: So, yeah, it really is. But like, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, like, they still would have had to deal with issues regardless. But it was the divorce system that like escalated all those issues because at the end of the day, they should have just gotten in a room and talked about it, but they weren't able to. Um, and I don't even know what I took from the movie. Like, it's hard to say maybe I need to think about it more, but you get the end. She's just like, she still loves him and she's really nice to him, but their love just didn't work out. But, and so there was a lot of suffering to reach that conclusion, but you know, they're able to go on and live their lives. Maybe it's just that like, sometimes we take things more seriously than we have to. Cause that's kind of what I got it from the end. Like, like it was not accident. I was like, yeah. So I ended up taking a, residency in UCLA you know like how you wanted me to for like 10 years yeah I decided to do it now after you're happy and in a new relationship so like yeah maybe I, shouldn't have, maybe I shouldn't have been such like an asshole about that that whole time like maybe it wasn't that big of a deal actually
1: and then Scarlett's face again amazing acting you could just read her face where she was yeah, basically amazing. saying like what was this all for
0: we yeah, got divorced like, because
1: you didn't give a shit about
0: trying to move to LA right but was, she's not like she's not like oh I want you to die like I hate you you dick like what the fuck but you, we went through all that for this. Like, instead, she's just like, that's awesome because I still love you. And, you know, there was more to this than that. But at the same time, this shouldn't be what defines, like, our relationship and the rest of our lives. Because it wasn't that big of a deal.
1: And also another thing to note here, too, is that Adam Driver's character, again, I think his heart broke a little bit, even when she said that, because... Early in the movie, even when, as she was going to serve him divorce papers, when he won that grant, she was, st- her reaction when he got the grant was entirely different than her reaction than when she, he's was like, I got a residency at UCLA, which is equally as amazing. But here she's like, okay, before, even when, as she d- is going to divorce him, she's like screaming and he's like,
0: yeah. And it's just like, that's true. Yeah. Like that connection yeah, isn't like as strong bit, as it was. You're right. In a
1: way, he potentially one of the reasons he did that was he was looking for someone in his life to have that reaction with him again, right? And he, again, I think he died. He, he had a little bit. I think in his head he was also he still had hope that it wasn't over. Like he, yeah,
0: I always, maybe I guess I didn't think about it in that way. I
1: always viewed Adam Driver's character as like he fucked up. He cheated. He know he was a douchebag. But I always feel like. He never really
0: wanted the divorce. Is how I always is that how I saw the movie. I was kind of waiting for maybe that to be like what was going to happen in the movie. Like, all right, they're going to like remarkably get back together, but much like like La La Land, that just like that good never came. Which no, is why like,
1: that's not how life like, is. This movie no, is exactly. kind of like this is just this is just life.
0: Like, are not going to get back sucks. together. they are going to get not, divorced. Not, like, and things are gross. But that doesn't mean you have to hate each other forever. Just people live their lives.
1: I think it's a lesson. Go go ahead. One one lesson in this movie is it's trying to say that you don't need to hold grudges, I guess. Yeah, it's not worth it. These two people just basically lost so much money, got into like some of the worst arguments you could probably have with a person. Ruined each other's lives for like six months, essentially, or however long that was, and yet they're okay. They're still friends. They can work. They can make it work as people.
0: Right, kind of like it's a awesome. of saying my it's whole a like. It's a lesson in kind of like what what is he remember what was that what's that one thing he describes her as like. She doesn't, like, overreact to any aspects of things that I do. Like, she, like, takes them as they are. Yeah. Which kind of then is, like, the whole movie is, like, don't overreact to certain things. You don't need to hold grudges, and you don't need to make things out to be grander than they are. Some things just are. That's like, probably... Yeah.
1: Go At ahead. the same time, though, there's also the whole thing where Nicole herself is... A, is sad because she doesn't give herself a voice and it isn't until Nora is there to be that douchebag that yeah,
0: she actually emulates that voice. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. you do need to escalate. But you have to realize that... Right, but even when she did she never like, until only, except for one scene, it never got like personal between them. And even in that scene it ends up with him just hugging her on his knees.
1: I got, so I think there's some personal issues like when he was like he was there for halloween and he was like okay where are we going She's like i don't think you should come
0: yeah that was pretty what am,
1: I, what am i supposed to do maybe you can go drive down to some neighborhood
0: yeah like, that was harsh that, like, that made me sad uh, that hurt it really sad. um wow the the movie more thing about This movie though, we got to get into that though. Like what a weird thing that Scarlett Johansson tied people's shoes in both of the movies that she like an Academy Award nominee for like what the heck? And like, both of them are not just like, it wasn't like incidentally. Both of them are crucial scenes. Like maybe the two most crucial scenes of Jojo rabbit and um, marriage story involve her and shoes weird it is weird wait she did tie his shoes right oh no wait, that was that's the, the very the, end the girl tied his shoes but still nonetheless shoe tying is important in both movies based around scarlett johansson's <laughs> character
1: dude ty- ty- both taika and noah have they know about the shoes they know man what they mean
0: hey I'm ready. So I gave it a 96 at first. I don't know if I would give it a higher score, but it's probably officially in, I don't put it in the top, top. I don't know how I'm feeling about the Irishman as it resonates more. This might be better than the Irishman. Yes, I think it is. Because I was going to say, there's now five movies that I would be fine with winning best picture. <laughs> it's a good year, man. They're probably the same that you're going to give. So, if I told you only five movies can win Best Picture, what would you say?
1: So, we're going to do Once Upon a Time. Yep. Parasite. Yep. Marriage Story. Yep. Um, My brain is
0: forgetting we just that. about it. We just but, talked about Scar Joe's in it.
1: Oh, Judge a Rabbit. Yep. Okay. What else has come out this year? There's so much. Just
0: the be the five that I would say. Oh, and really? I, I was
1: my in my brain. I was thinking there's something. I thought Irishman was knocked out in my head. It was for some reason.
0: Yeah. If they, I mean, if that's how you feel, I guess it's not resonating with me as well as other movies I've seen this year have. And so when I finally my eventual list, I think that'll factor in a lot because how a movie resonates with me is like the most important thing. Like. When I went back and reviewed Ali, when I like tried to remember Alita Battle Angel, I just remember loving that movie extensively. So I gave it like a 92. And then like, I looked up the Metacritic scores and like the IMDb reviews are not nearly as high. But I remember enjoying that movie thoroughly.
1: No, it was a great movie.
0: Yeah. I think there were dicks about that movie. I was like, why? This is a fun movie. It's good and has heart. Look, so we kind of, I mean... You didn't really see that many movies in theaters before last year and I didn't either. This is kinda like well, it's been like two and a half years now. We've been yeah, so it's like, two, like two years. Two and a half years. It was like what? So not so not September of twenty eighteen. Or was it? No, yeah, it was so, was it September September twenty eighteen is when we got movie was, passed.
1: it came in around like November, but we were starting we saw we started seeing movies together a lot in like September twenty eighteen, yeah. that's when i started yeah that's when i started seeing a lot of movies september
0: 2018 hello sorry i did that thing where i went into another thing um yeah so september 2018 but i feel like i still watched most of, like between september and december is when all of the big movies come out kind of yeah and so like i feel like even in, so in 2018 2019 i used to see like a decent amount of movies not as many as i see now yeah, I guess like this might I be the best year. Things. This might be the best year of movies I've ever experienced. It's been, it's been great. Year. Because that's what I was just looking at. Can you hear me right now? Yes. So, some notable movies that I rated 90 or above Alita Battle Angel, Us came out this year. Crazy. Endgame came out this year. Midsommar came out this year. Oh, that's, my, that's my top five one. That's what I forgot about. I figured. Toy Story 4 came out this year. Ready or Not, The Lighthouse. Okay. So, sorry, Go, four Georgia, yeah. is forgettable as heck so it is it is forgettable so i need to down that rating a lot um ad astra came out this year joker parasite four versus Fry, which i wasn't that high on the irishman knives out honey boy and marriage story dude I, to to I, I,
1: I, this year's so packed like ad astra i loved i thought it was like amazing i haven't thought about it because i there's been more movies. <laughs>
0: been more it, movies. Like, it, is- but it still resonates pretty well with me, but there's just been too many movies and we're fucked. And I hate it. It's almost too good. I'm upset. There's too many good movies because there's still Little Woman that has to come out, 1917, Cats. Like there's still okay. <laughs> in the two posts. There's five movies that I could all see like being uh, Academy Award Best Picture nominees that still have to come out in its freaking December 10th. I'm triggered. 1917,
1: though, I heard is, is, gonna, is amazing. Yeah, um, I'm
0: pissed about that. I actually don't I don't need anything else. I've had enough. <laughs> Stop it. Save it for another time. I'm already making my list of best movies. You can't do this to me.
1: By the way, that, that comes out in on Christmas, I think.
0: Right? Yeah, that comes out on Christmas. So there's Little Women. December, 20th, December 20th is Star Wars. And cats on the same day. You're probably, I don't know if you're excited for cats. I actually am. I'm the actually, li- really actually
1: low key excited for cats because I yeah. like
0: the sequels. So, and then the two popes comes out on Netflix probably next week, I out. I'm pretty sure it's not out.
1: I-, it I looked it up earlier. It said November 27th, so maybe there was like
0: a theater release. I think a limited release because I just checked in and said theater release was like December 20th, but I don't know when Netflix release is. Regardless, that's supposed to be pretty good. I don't know. Hopefully it's not as good because I don't need anything else. But I've seen that's it great. as a predict for a prediction for best picture. So I Dude, mean,
1: this is gonna be a a hard year also for like best actor, best actress. Oh, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, like, so get to wrap this back into marriage story. Adam Driver's performance was one of the best I've ever seen. Yes. It was He's
1: solid I at this point if Adam Driver is in a movie, I'm just gonna see it. Like yep.
0: <laughs> I love him. I absolutely adore his acting abilities. He is too good at what he does. Was he
1: nominated last year at all for Black Plansman?
0: Or? He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for that, the Oscar. God, he is such a range too. It's, fuck me. Yeah, he does. He's fucking Kylo Ren too. Like that's the worst thing he's probably and, done. And he can sing. <laughs> singing was decent. My mom walked in, she's like, I do not know he could sing. Like, neither did I. Here's something that I just found out today. And I'm going to watch this tonight when I'm laying in bed. Um, I got a random notification on YouTube, which is like, first off, YouTube, how did you know that I cared about Adam Driver all of a sudden? They've been listening. They are, they're are mean, always listening. Yeah. The no, do you know this about Adam Driver? Do you know anything special about his past? Um, I think I've seen maybe a headline but don't remember. Yeah, then the it's his TED talk. It says how I went from a marine to an actor. I'm like what? Yeah, he he's, was in the marines. He's built. <laughs> yeah, I mean it makes sense. He's built, but like, and he's also just freaking massive. But the fact that he was a marine, that's crazy. Like you don't see that every day. The only I think Rob Riggle was in the military, but that's like not the same type of actor at all. Like this guy might win best picture or be nominated. Or he might win best actor, and he was also a marine, and he wasn't like. I don't even know if he was enlisted or if he was like a an officer. He was a Lance Corporal. I don't even know what that means. That sounds like a big deal. But it's just crazy to me. I gotta watch his TED Talk because I feel like he must be a great human being based on how he acts.
1: Okay, so do you want to try and make so uh, let's first focus on like best actor this year. I just think, so how many go into that nomination in the first place? Is it six?
0: Uh, I think it might vary every year. so Um, so it could be like five or six best picture being expanded to 10 this year i think it's normally five for best actor Um, so it
1: could be a five it's we're like fucked i think so (laughs) because best actor you first got wait 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 do we want to do this right now all right let's talk about best actor 2019 holy shit we're fucked.
0: December 10th. We're fucked. Holy shit. <laughs> All
1: right. So let's like let's just think for a second. So we got once upon time. But
0: we, we gotta put the pool together. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, let's just pull up some ones I'm thinking about. We got once one upon time. A time.
0: Who's the lead actor? Yeah. Who's the lead actor it's, there? It's is it only, Leo? I think it's only Leo. I don't think yeah, Brad. I think Bick. Brad Pitt
1: is going supporting. I think.
0: I think he would be considered supporting. So we got I mean, Leo. Literally, literally his job in the movie is supporting. So Leo is one. I carry his load I carry his load, carry his load. Okay. So we got Leo who we're not, we're, not, we're not touching supporting actors Or we can't even touch actresses <laughs> It's too hard I mean, Maybe um, we will, but go ahead
1: Yeah, so we got Leo over here who gives one of the best Performances of his fucking life Like, holy yeah. shit
0: A lot of people think he might have even been the best
1: Like, so that yeah. I is... can talk about you, his performance for way too long so,
0: yeah, the
1: then we got Lighthouse over here with fucking Robert Pattinson. I think oh is. My God,
0: yeah. they both would be leads, I think.
1: They'd both be leads. Like, they're both and beasts they're both in that movie. movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Holy shit. Then you got Parasite. Like, there's, I think, there's something there with Parasite.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I would struggle to pick. S- and I would struggle to say that, like, Maybe it's difficult because of the language difference. So it's I don't like I can't really, like I can hear the inflection in their voices, but I don't know exactly what they're saying. I guess I'm not. It's not sticking out any of the characters okay. in particular. But you're right. Okay. You there's, I you, feel I feel there's, there's like
1: something there that they're not. They're gonna nominate someone there just because it's Parasite is why I'm saying.
0: I hope that they respect Parasite. I mean, I don't know when the last time a movie that wasn't in English won Best Picture. There was like really a genuine foreign film. Yeah. Like but yeah. Then we. But yeah. we
1: also got one that a lot of edgelords going to talk about. We got Joker.
0: I mean, that's um, a very fair argument. I still think that might be the winner.
1: I hope it's not because he's amazing in it. But I think Leo or Adam Driver, way better.
0: Yeah, so I get that. But I always have thought that part of what should go into best actor, and I think that they think the same way because it's happened like several times where you see guys win it in very peculiar roles it you should get extra credit if you took on a difficult role and you knocked it out of the park what what um joaquin phoenix did is like so fucking off the walls for like any human being like the things he had to do i I feel like that he deserves extra credit for that as opposed to like leo's character is like he was playing an actor he is an actor like it was obviously a very different type of actor and the things he had to do were incredible. So I, I might even pick Leo, but I think that if you're making arguments for people, the argument for, um, no, the argument should be like up there. I feel like, because what he did was so fucking hard.
1: Yeah. Cause he, he took a character that people kind of, uh, there's, he his version of the Joker, which people are like, that's just the best version of Joker. Right. And he's like, and he, gonna challenge that dead man. he challenged it in his own way. He was like, yeah. I'm not going to be that Joker. I'm going to be right. my Joker. And his, his Joker is unlike any Joker we've seen. So there's value in that also. And then the fact that he, it's also a unique twist and take on it. And then he also pulls it off.
0: Oh, yeah, he 20, pulled, 20. Yeah, he deserves some credit, even though if the, even if the movie hasn't aged as well with me, um, like I don't consider it. Like I think it might be nominated for best picture, but I don't think of it in that. Like I feel like I've seen so many movies better at this point. That um, is kind of an afterthought. His performance still stands out to me. Yeah,
1: and then we obviously have Adam Driver in Marriage Story, who
0: Marriage Story for giving just one of the most authentic human performances I've ever seen. It was real. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, big big was credit true. to the dialogue too. He was
1: acting yeah. in a way he's that in. it feels like he's not acting. <laughs> he's... Right, and
0: that's like I don't know if this is wrong to say this, and maybe I'm just not remembering right. But when I think about like the dialogue in a Tarantino movie, it has a certain style to it that just it doesn't feel like real life. Yeah, like, right. but but it but it feels real. That might be the dumbest thing I've ever said, but that's how I feel. Like I listen to it and I'm like totally captivated and engaged as if I'm, like, reading a great, like, a grand play or something, like a Shakespearean, like, novel or... Yeah, there's, like, a a a,
1: lens on the world. Everyone talks. Yeah.
0: And it's it's not a negative at all to say that in what I'm saying. But what Adam Driver did and what this movie did was make something that felt like it was the real world and, like, with, like, no lens on it. Like, he felt like a human being to me. I don't know if you feel the same way, yeah, no, I, I for that saw, reason I mean, it was, was one of the most offensive. I didn't see
1: him. Adam Driver has like the most unique faces in like his the face is so history you now. Yes. And yet even then, even with his I I didn't see him entirely as Adam Driver
0: when I was watching that movie. Right. I saw Stretcher Hands
1: as Nicole. I feel bad, I forget Adam Driver's character's name, but I can't remember either. I didn't see him as himself.
0: Yeah, I think he definitely was the star. And she was great. That cause uh, don't get me wrong, that last that scene when they're fighting, they're both at like the peak of acting that I've ever seen. But I mean he still I mean, maybe that's why he feels like the main character, because he stole the show. I mean, I think the narrative had a big part of that too, because I
1: think it's also they focused a lot on Nicole they in the first
0: half. Or the first right. part of the movie at least. But when it mattered, it was like a lot of Adam Driver because his aspect of the story was just more interesting in general. So, anyway, don't get too caught up on him. Obviously, he might be your favorite. Um, you got for, I don't know, I still don't know how you felt about Four vs. Fry. Like I said, I think Christian Bale was your ending. The ending, me the ending uh, annoyed me. And I just felt like the, it tried to be something it wasn't. And so it didn't resonate that well with me. But he was incredible. So, I think he might get a nomination.
1: No, Christian Bale, I mean, Christian Bale's always amazing. Like, he's never... He's not, it's,
0: almost like, it's almost like maybe that's why he won't get nominated, because he's too amazing all the time. He probably yeah. deserves the nomination, depending on how many yeah. people there are. So who what, what do we have so far? We have Leo, Todd Phillips, or no, Leo, Joaquin Phoenix, um, <laughs> Christian Adam, Bale,
1: Adam Driver. And Adam
0: Driver. What other movies do we have? Oh, so, we have a little-known actor... Named uh, Robert De Niro, I don't think oh, he'll so- get nominated. Most people from the what I, like this, the reactions I've listened to and read, they don't consider him even the main. Like they, they consider him the main character, but they don't consider his performance the best. Everyone thinks that Pesci was the best or Pacino, and neither of them would be considered lead actor.
1: Yeah, no, lead actor would be De Niro.
0: Also, you don't for, got to forget Robert Pattinson slash William Dafoe. Oh, Robert Pattinson slash William Dafoe. All right, sorry for that technical glitch. A little bit of a problem on our end. Anyway, picking up where we left off, De Niro was probably not going to get nominated for best actor. I just don't think that people thought he was the most impressive performance in his movie. So I feel like it's hard to be the best actor when you're not even the best performance in your movie. And nothing he did was really like that side out of the bounds of what he was like used to doing. I feel like. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I think it
1: goes. I think it goes back to there's like. Parasite, right? Okay, I brought a parasite. Then I realized I was like, there really isn't a best performance.
0: Yeah, in no, there. and that is like, like, there's yeah, like the movies a that to are like
1: the greater sum of the whole. Like we have all these like ones being added together and it equals a hundred somehow, right?
0: Yeah, kind of. It's like a, that's a good way to look at it. like the movie Parasite doesn't focus on like the performance of an individual actor. Like at any point that like made me stick out, and be like, wow. It was more yeah. so like about the dialogue in total, and I guess like the way it was written. Nothing like, nothing made me feel like I have to like to stand for one of them. And it's not to say yeah, the movie wasn't good because I think that's probably what, what I picked for best picture. But,
1: and I think Irishman has literally the same thing where it's like, movie's great, but it's like, the Nero was great, best picture great. I don't know
0: yeah probably not. but I, but I would maybe mm-hmm. i would not I would not probably say the same if you're having me argue for Pacino as like maybe best supporting actor I thought he was pretty phenomenal. Um, I think
1: the issue was like he, de Niro was playing a character that was fairly muted And yeah, so part, sure. parts of performances, like parts of the performances I think are best actor worthy, but at the same time, it's just a long movie that is. The motive performances are diluted. Yeah, like There's that I, whole I scene know, where that. he called he, after H- Hoffa is like killed. Spoiler alert, happened. Um,
0: we already talked about it, it's okay.
1: Yeah, but Hoffa is killed, and he's on the phone with his Hoffa's wife like two days later, and that whole that just that that just that whole phone call was. Amazing, amazing acting yeah. from De Niro. Like, holy yeah. shit.
0: That was, but you're like, well, maybe you're right. Maybe we should give him a little bit more credit. But I don't know. But if at I the same time, there's, like,
1: yeah. there's probably like in two hours of that movie, he's straight faced. He's a hitman. He has he yeah. is in cool montages.
0: It's not like, with like the feeling like that was remarkable acting. Like, I mean, it was, but it's not like. Like that resonates with me m- the most from watching that movie. Yeah. And even when he filter.
1: and a lot of his and that phone call performance, he was by himself. His potentially good performances were kind of overshadowed by Pecci or Pacino. Yeah. Like the whole scene where it's like, it is what it is. That scene, yeah. Daniel's doing, doing a good job, but Pacino is the star of that scene.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, moving on I don't remember the dad being good enough to nominate but now thinking about it in retrospect Lupita Nyong'o I feel like she should get nominated for Best Lead Actress if we're just going to say that really quickly um,
1: yeah I can see that for us
0: yeah and then can we touch on this too because I don't think there's any male characters in Midsummer. also, that-
1: also Florence Pugh for Best Actress I was about to say,
0: yeah. No, there's no male characters in that that I would nominate for Best she deserves a nomination, I think. Anyway, back to the men. Um, uh, what other movies had actors worthy of actors Oscars? Um, Maybe we're, we're not fucked entirely. We got to start thinking, well, best movies just so we can remind ourselves of some other things. Um, nothing in Aladdin, nothing in Happy Death Day to You. Not the Dead Don't Die. I will stand this take. And maybe it's wrong. And maybe I'm just trying to buy time as I read through the rest of the list before I do it. But I will say this much. And this is what I will say to you right now. I know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'll get shot down for this by our huge fan base that are huge (laughs) cinephiles. Maybe I'll get praised for this by our huge fan base that are fans of the big screen and explosions and everything on your fan base and maybe everything that's beautiful about um the cinema in that regard who do you think I'm talking about that I think might deserve to be nominated for best actor God, that, would, that would divide people who love movies and people who love a certain genre of action movie that's become especially oh, popular. me you're going to do, th- are you going to say Thanos? No, not fucking Thanos. <laughs> Who would really deserve it from that movie? Who gave me a performance that I will never forget, emotionally tore me to pieces and made me cry at a movie about a kid's toy? Who has played this role for the last 15 years and carried a franchise on his back oh, and has sorry, played this role just, better than anyone I've ever wait, seen in my life?
1: First off, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be little Tony Stark, I'm assuming.
0: No, Robert Downey Jr. himself is what I'm saying. Yes. But you said, fuck, you said toy though. What the heck are you? What toy? Iron Man. He oh. turned, <laughs> he turned like a toy cartoon. I was like, like and not only that, but one that people hate. Well, not hate. That's too far. I don't know enough about <laughs> the comic book. I understand that people did not care about Iron Man before Marvel relaunched this franchise. Like, Sorry. What'd you say? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I was like getting really elaborate. I wanted to like make a very drastic you point.
1: me off because he said toy. And I was like, wait, Toy Story? I was like, what? no, 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 no,
0: no, no, <laughs> no. He doesn't deserve to be nominated for an Oscar for his performance as a voice actor in Toy Story. Right. Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is iconic. And he He's has for 15 years. And I don't think that you're supposed to give awards based on total careers, but I think they do. And he, I don't think he should win it. I'm not saying that if he won it, I wouldn't be upset because I think that what he's done for like the industry over the last like 15 years has just been nothing short of remarkable, but I mean, he deserves to be nominated. Maybe people are going to be mad. If I say it, people might be happy. What do you think? I mean, also, first off, small
1: hot take right now is that honestly, I think superhero movies themselves and because of RDJ, it, it kind of—I don't think it's saved, but it—it's definitely either revitalized or sustained the mainstream movie audience. And I think yes. without—and I think without having these people, these big movies coming to see, having like billion-dollar, like profits or whatever, we wouldn't have movies like we have now. You wouldn't feel like like taika he directed thor ragnarok right he did he was like this is fun it Allowed allow him to direct jojo yeah he he got yeah. a check then he's like well i did some amazing mainstream movie and now they're like well you can
0: go we'll give you more budget for movie you want to do and no. we see that a ton i think and that's why i don't get the people that hate on it for maybe not living up to the it doesn't and it doesn't live up to the deep standards of a lot of other movies like we obviously divulge ourselves in a little bit of both but like it still is like quality cinema for the most part and the acting like there's each, each movie taken individually it is hard to analyze it like it's hard to analyze endgame as a film compared to marriage story because you cannot watch endgame and enjoy it as much if you haven't dedicated the last 15 years of your life to the world like a lot of us have not dedicated my life, but I dedicated time <laughs> to like following up with the story. It's like that moment when Tony, what Tony Stark does in end game, maybe not on its own should be Oscar worthy. But when he, when he dies spoiler, that was one of the most memorable moments of cinema, but apparently it's not cinema. If you ask Scorsese that I've ever seen in my life and the impact that those movies have had on young people like me, I don't think I would be here today if it wasn't for those movies. Cause those are the movies that got me to start going to the movie theater in the first place.
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree. And, yeah, and over time, like I hope Marvel also keeps bringing in like fresh directors, like Taika, for example. So, because I think you didn't even so Taika, I think he did the Ragnarok. You had no idea who he was. Then all of a sudden, you are like, this dude has style. Like, yeah. fuck,
0: this dude has style. And then, and um, I don't want to get too into this like anger. But, like, Black Panther got nominated for Best Picture, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, why is that allowed to be nominated for Best Picture? And Tony Stark isn't allowed to be nominated for Best Actor? Or Endgame's not allowed to be nominated for Best Picture? Like if we're nominating 10 pictures, maybe I do think they should put Endgame in there based on this take.
1: Well, yeah. It, 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 that's a hard thing. Black, Black, Black Panther was
0: politically was, motivated. Exactly. And, like, that really made it that much better of a movie. Cause when I watched the movie, it still had like the same other uh, level of depth as other superhero movies that I've seen. Like it's really <laughs> just political motivation that should make it worthy of being nominated for best picture when it wasn't the best Marvel movie. And I think most people would agree on that unless you just want to be woke, but like, it's true. I mean, you know, I love that movie and I gave it like a five. So <laughs> yeah, like I haven't watched it since I haven't thought about it much since. I respect the actors that are involved with it a lot. Yeah, and Brian and, Brian uh, what, Ryan
1: Luke, Ryan Coogler is amazing. Like he does great movies. Like the like, Creed, Creed is a like, great.
0: Yeah, and the soundtrack, and Michael B. Jordan is great, and Chadwick Boseman is great, and Lupita Young was in that, right? Yeah, and she's great. Yeah, like these are all wonderful actors and actors. I didn't love the movie. We don't need to divulge into that too much because I mean that'll just go on a tangent. But what I'm saying is. It, I think that these movies deserve more respect and I don't think that the Academy will give it to them, but if they are to give it to anyone, I hope they would give it to Robert Downey Jr. for paying for playing such an iconic, like how can you not think that like, what are the, what is the point of the Oscars? Is it to give what a few people in a room, not a few, a good amount of people in a room think is <laughs> the best artistic performance. It's, it's or a big Most iconic, uh, like performances in the history of cinema. Like in forty years, people are gonna look back and they're gonna remember Tony Stark and Iron Man. Like they're gonna remember Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, God willing that Disney doesn't reboot the franchise and make a new Iron Man at any point. But like well, yeah, cuz at this point cinema and history, you can't tell the history of film and theater, movie theater, without in telling the story of the Marvel universe. And you can't tell an ounce of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's uh, you can't tell any part of that story without mentioning tony stark and robert downey jr because that's what started it all and he only i mean he was he was perfect as that performance throughout
1: i mean i think this kind of leads into just like the issues there are with the oscars like uh, cuz like people can claim oh well the oscars is there to exist as an objective award ceremony and that's fucking not true like no, last year
0: green book is best picture? Well, Fucking like no. no. Well, that wasn't. Was. Like if something like that comes out and like, thank God right now, like I think there's enough movies that I really enjoy this year that I think one of the ones that we like is gonna win.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. There's, there's willing, too many good ones. Like last year, like at first, uh like there's all there's so many movies here that are good that the one that wins, I'm I don't think I'm gonna be upset.
0: Yeah. But Hopefully. I think it's just like I don't even remember what came out last year. So, some of the other ones you would thinking, thinking of is like, um, one of the other ones that was nominated that I never saw was Phantom Thread. That movie just looked boring, and I'll never watch it, probably. It, looked, it almost it won. Look apparently. But it looked boring as fuck. And Green Book never like, appealed to me that much from the trailers. And then once I heard about all the shitty stuff that happened like behind the scenes, like I guess I don't have any motivation to watch it now. So, I don't know. I don't remember what movies I wanted win last year. I, mean, I, I, remember still, the, I, I remember the year before that more so um and i was fine with shape of water winning i, I think i liked uh as far as the movies that resonate with me well the, um what's that fucking movie uh, call me by your name still when i think about oh, it
1: fuck me man that movie
0: resonates so well with me um but regardless getting back to what you're saying and the problems that there are like it's not objective but, uh, um, it's clear that Oscars. City.
1: Sorry, I'm going to really fast because I remember something last year. The fact that Hereditary got
0: nothing last year—that's bullshit. Because
1: like, but Black Panther.
0: It's like there's Yeah, and then even to go so like as far as like the tier of movies that the Oscars care about, it goes first is like artsy cinema that has some sort of a deeper meaning, not necessarily always political. Because, so like the things that get in, get tug at the heartstrings of the academy, what it seems like in my brief history of following this kind of stuff, they care about when something gets political, especially when it comes to like important issues of the current times. They also really appreciate when a movie, something like um, Birdman, something, a, a movie that is about movies. So, like, that's, that's awesome. Like, that is like definitely a thing that they do a lot too. Like, if a movie is about making movies, they like, they kind of like to, give themselves a little pat on the back. And they like that. (laughs) They
1: love themselves.
0: And those are the So those are the two movies they would rank first. And after that, they would rank any sort of other like drama or comedy that does something unique. Comedy. Uh, They
1: they fucking hate comedy.
0: comedy, But like, there are some that they would give the exception to. But you're right. They they do something in a unique way and they like cast uh, important actors and they, they tell a great story. After that, would come just like a regular like movie that sucks. That's like just a fine movie like like something like 4 vs. Ferrari. But no, 4 vs. Ferrari really fits in the category before that. But then, below 4 vs. Ferrari would just be a movie that sucks. Then, is superhero movies. Then, okay. below that is animated movies, which is why last year, they gave the best animated picture to the movie um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and they gave an uh, Academy Award for Best Picture nomination to Black Panther, even though I think everybody would agree that Spider-Verse, um, is, Spider-verse is 10 times the movie. But, objectively that is an animated movie oh. so it does not rank as highly what and, is what's below, and what's below animated movies horror Boy. movies <laughs> yep, you're right <laughs> below that is horror movies so there's not an objective there's a clear bias and it's annoying and it's frustrating but here we are anyway and i i cannot wait this is probably the year i'm most excited to watch the oscars i've really started enjoying it in years past i'm still excited and here i am a sucker a sucker every year i'm a sucker every year i'm like
1: same cycle get excited for it get pissed or just be like lukewarm about it like oh okay like ship of water i was like here was a cool movie but okay
0: yeah like i was like a little disappointed that it won there was definitely ones i liked more that year but i still get so into it every year um i always i always tell myself that i'll watch all the movies and i always end up missing like two movies um what are you going to do i'm not going to watch phantom thread um, <laughs> i'm not gonna watch the favorite because i watched it this year and i did not like it maybe that's the hottest take i have in movies in this decade but a lot of people liked it i was like this is whatever i haven't seen that um, so. yeah so i'm still into it this year i might try again i might have already seen all the movies it'll be nominated i doubt it because i think 1917 will be nominated i'll still try to see all of them but it makes it easier when you have three nominated movies from netflix Speaking of movie I didn't watch, Roma. That was one that was nominated for Best Fiction. Spiel- Spielberg is pissed. Yeah, Spielberg is <laughs> fucking rolling over in his grave as like Alfonso Corone and Martin Scorsese are making movies for Netflix that are like almost sweeping Oscars. I don't know if the Irishman will sweep the Oscars. But Roma won like Marriage a lot marriage, story just... <laughs> marriage Story this Marriage Story too. I just don't remember the actor, the director's name, so I couldn't just name drop him. Noah Baumbach. Um, yeah, he's not on the level of Scorsese and Alfonso Coron yet. Have you seen have you watched Shoulder of Men yet? I've seen parts of it. That's Alfonso Coron, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean he won. There's that streak also, of like, Mexican directors winning. Wait, wait, also, we, didn't also
1: didn't he also do Harry Potter three?
0: Yeah, that's there? so it's random. random. Mm-hmm. I, I just heard that the other day, someone was talking about that. I'm like, what? Like, how? How did that how is that possible? Hey man, That's see a, mainstream mean, movies give these directors a chance to show, and then they can go really do like the bottom tier of what the Oscars care about. Anyway, trying to think of any more best actors. Um, let me look at my list again, real quick, just to make sure we don't forget anything. Like, obviously, some ones that you're going to look to are the the lead characters of Us. They look like, they can, like
1: other. and of year, 1917. Sorry. I think in another year I could like also be like listing like Bat- Brad Pitt's performance in Ad Astra*, but I think there's just so many like S tier quality performances that everything else is kind of like you look at it and you can compare it to these other ones and you're like, yeah, no, you're
0: just like, yeah, no, I like, agree. So that was really good, but well, we have a for supporting actor, and we haven't even gotten a supporting actor yet. The ones that I would immediately think of, I had one. Um, I guess you'd say Matt Damon, you'd say Brad Pitt, um, you'd Brett say...
1: Ron DeFoe slash Robert
0: Patterson. <laughs> right, Ron the If they're not lead actors, um, you'd consider them for that. Um, what else would you have? You'd have um, no one from Midsummer. no one from any... I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's harder for me to remember supporting actors. Oh, best lead actress uh, J Lo will probably get nominated, <laughs> or uh, whatever the the oh, girl shit, I who got the Hustlers came out this year. Hustlers has a chance for best picture. I don't. It resonated pretty well with me by the end. It was I thought it was a really good movie, but I don't know if I would consider it that good. Um, I think
1: it, it was definitely a good performance from J Lo. That's for sure. Yes,
0: she deserves to get nominated for best actress. I think, and I think she will. Um. Who else is there? There's, um, what was I about to say? Oh, so I was about to go into my little tangent on someone else that should be nominated for Best Actor. And his name is one that you haven't heard in a while. So I'm going to make you wait even longer. Aside from that one that I'm talking about, who I think could win Best Picture or Best Actor, you also have Daniel Craig in Knives Out, maybe. Because he got nominated for the Globe- Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Comedy, I think. So, maybe he'll get nominated for best actor and he would probably be a lead. Do you think uh, Anna de
1: Armas will get any
0: nods? She could for best female actress. Um, she really did do a remarkable job when you think about it because what she had to do was pretty hard. Yeah.
1: I mean, I she guess like she was some, also, she was
0: like I some think so. Uh,
1: Chris Stevens? What's the fuck his name again? Chris Evans? Chris <laughs> Evans. He
0: would be named for seven. Best Supporting Actor.
1: Yeah, he might he might get a nod also because Darn- the-
0: and Daniel Craig both got nominated for the Golden Globe though, which is why they have a good chance, I think.
1: Yeah, because knives knives out again didn't resonate, but it was clearly good in all ways.
0: So. Yeah, it was a good, very good movie. It's not going to be my top five. That was a that's pretty much set, but it's also not set because there's too many movies that have to come out still. But I'm ready to drop my name. You probably, you haven't seen this movie yet, so that gives it away as to who else can be nominated for Best Actor. Shia LaBeouf. I you know LaBeouf. Know LaBeouf. I, that movie, I don't think I can, until someone else I know sees it and tells me what they think about it, and not that many people have seen it yet, and I don't think I've seen any reviews for it yet. I, mean, I don't know if like Chris Stuckman or anyone has reviewed it yet. Um, I, awesome. watched movie, I watched that movie with like the most incredible goggles on. Like Nothing that I feel, I feel like, I'm so biased I can't even talk about that movie, because there, I was spending the day alone in Brooklyn, just walking <laughs> these beautiful streets that look like a movie. To go, I eat pizza at this just remarkable pizza place. How was it? And I'm listening. It was great. I mean, the pizza was great. The pizza was the best part of New York. Um, there, I am. <laughs> I'm listening. At the same time, I'm listening to my favorite movie podcast. So I'm like in a cinematic mood, like looking at everything through that lens. Oh, and nice. I get to walk into, do one of my favorite things to do, which is watch a movie alone, into this really cool Brooklyn cinema. I paid 10 bucks for the Williamsburg cinema to see honey boy on what turned out to, I didn't even realize this at the time. I think that was the day it premiered, uh, the first showing at 1 PM in Brooklyn on this beautiful day. And there I walk into the theater, I sit there alone and I'm expecting to be there by myself. And then all these other people, like there's only ended up being like six of us total, but that's more than I expected at 1 PM for a movie that's going to be free in a month. Um, and we just all sat there and like the theater was just great. Like everyone was like, there's a lot of good laughs in that movie that I felt like, I might not have gotten in other theaters. And then at the end, like when the credits came on, just people just sat there for a while. And I think because that movie was so powerful and the performance that Shia LaBeouf gave to me with my Brooklyn goggles on in such a great mood. Uh, he was incredible. Especially the fact that you consider that like, it's his life. Like you played his father. Did you knew that? Right. Yeah. 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 Like you like, you deserve some kudos for that. And maybe that's one of the things the Academy will look at. is like this movie does take on like important issues. And he does a great job of playing his own fucking father talking to himself.
1: Yeah, no, I, I need to see it. It sucks because the AMC by me plays it at like one time every day. And that time is like 4.40 p.m. It's like the worst right. time.
0: Saturday, it's time. It's time, maybe.
1: maybe but The Expanse. The Expanse, though, man. No, I need to see it, though. Honeyboy has been at like high on my list of stuff I need to see.
0: Right, but it's obviously harder. I mean, I just happen to have an incredible amount of free time walking through Brooklyn in <laughs> a place where there's a movie theater all over the place and they're all playing only exclusively movies that are very good. So,
1: you know, I saw it, when I saw the trailer for it, I could tell there is something special happening here. Yeah. And also, personally, Charlotte Buff is I people have gone down on him sometimes. I've, I've never been off the Shia train, the Shia train has always been chugging.
0: He's a remarkable actor and his story is like, incredible.
1: I fully like, understand he can be a douche, but
0: <laughs> he knows that too. Like I watched an interview he did with like the Oscars people talking about how his film might be viewed in like an Academy perspective. And I just like, well, he's like, at one point he's like, yeah, like uh, there I was sitting in rehab, uh, you know, writing this movie and then I come out and I'm trying to pitch it to people and you people had zero interest in what I was doing whatsoever. And finally, like eventually, I found this director who cared enough to like give me this chance. And like he talks about how he casted, he like worked to cast like the kid who played him. It's just, like a great cool. story, and not Luke, to mention Luke, Lucas Hedges is also. Lucas Hedges
1: part. has like stoop is like in every fucking role.
0: Yeah, he is. He's good. Like, he's not like he's not that big of a role in that. Not to spoil it too much, but he plays he plays like Shia pre breakdown to breakdown. Which is like important, but like he doesn't have as many speaking roles as the kid and Shia's dad do. So that's like the heart of the movie. And Shia yeah. is just remarkable. Because you can see the passion so clearly that he put into that movie. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a nomination, but I would also be surprised if he does. Um, I think it would heard- he not be as yeah. good as I remember it.
1: I always feel bad for Shia because like he has his own issues, but like I remember when I first saw the like announcement of like Shia LaBeouf is making uh, autobiography of himself, and he's only thirty years old or whatever. And everyone's like, "Why? He's not even like that old or special yet." And I'm just like, if he feels he has to tell a story or wants to tell a story, then fucking let him. Like, maybe yeah, let me, let me
0: tell Let me you tell you this. He he had a fucking story to tell. <laughs> it was him. It was incredible. What happened? I mean, not incredible. Like it's fucking sad, but his life was insane. And it was already worthy of being a movie, and I hope that this leads to him being in more movies because he is very talented. And he has been his whole life.
1: No, he he is very. I actually just watched rewatched Holes this past weekend. <laughs> Unbelievable!
0: What motivated you to do that?
1: Um, I was. It was like early. It was like Saturday morning afternoon. I was like, I want to watch something and just chill on HBO and like. I was like, fuck, they have holes. Holes is like amazing. I wanna watch holes. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: It's also really it's pretty he's short movie well. too.
0: So yeah, I do like short movies. And he's good. I mean he's he's a great actor. Um I feel like that kind of sums up our thoughts on all of the uh possible candidates to be nominated oh, for I mean, the like, in your
1: life. Have you watched Fury yet? No. Is that good? It's amazing. It also has Brad Pitt
0: in it, too. Yeah, I know. I love Brad Pitt. I remember that movie being on my watch list. Like, that looks good. So maybe I'll have to watch that, because I'm always down for some more Shia.
1: Dude, I, um, I'm so sorry. You have so much stuff to watch.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm trying. I'm watching a shitload of stuff. You oh, it is. got to be on top of it. It's just going. Yeah, you really do. That's why seeing all these movies in theaters is helpful. It is. Um, but anyway, yeah, that pretty much sums up our talk on Best Lead Actor, right? You have anything else to say? Yeah,
1: no, not really.
0: Right. That's pretty much does it for that. Now, back from our, our little bit of our uh, our getting off track there and talking about the best lead actor, um, "Marriage Story." I didn't cry, but I wish I did. <laughs> I'm was, sorry. Was I felt touching. bad
1: when I, he told me like what happened.
0: Yeah. So basically to tell the the listeners what happened, I was watching in my living room my, my parents came home and they just, you know, they, I mean, I was in the living room, so they just, they did nothing wrong, but they were talking. So there were like a lot of points I had to pause it. And then like right in the last crucial scene, my mom happened to just walk in. So that kind of lost a lot of its emotions for me. So sad on that front, but I'll probably watch the movie again at some point and maybe that time I'll cry, but I was some time to breathe, I guess. I was getting there is that when that, when his son is reading it at the end and then he just like he hits that one line and he's like, I love you forever. And then she just, she just starts crying. You're just like, this is real life and it's beautiful. And I'm sad that it happens, but it does. So what am I going to do about it? Apparently not cry, but some people did. Dude.
1: I also wanted to, I didn't cry, but I also just like, God, there's so many moments in this movie where like your heart just kind of breaks a little bit
0: and it really does away. it just destroy, it destroys you
1: Um, but there's that scene when they are it's before he rehires Ray Liotta and they're in like th- that office room going over like the terms of the divorce and they're like hey can we have a little break f- for some food hey you guys want some food and oh my Adam-
0: god yeah, that was incredible
1: and first off, they're they're both already shocked that like they're just the lawyers don't give a shit is what they first realize. They're just like, yeah. this is just another day for them. they're, just, they're, they're having them. a great, yeah, they're, they're having a great time. They're like, they're making money. They're getting sandwiches. They're talking, but then Adam Driver's character is like, you could. This is why I, I feel like I I I wouldn't say relate but attached to him the most because I could like feel like his awkwardness and pain and like his. Yeah. Part of emotional dependency on Scarlet because he looks at the menu and he he can't make a decision.
0: It's just a yeah, small thing. makes it for him.
1: We've all been there, but they've yeah. But over the years, he's just defaulted to Scarlet, and even in divorce, like he still needs her. and It's just like fuck.
0: right. right. It's pretty. It's pretty wild.
1: It's like you're having a divorce and your ex is helping you choose what you're going to eat. And it's
0: just like. I'm sad, bro. It's, like bro it's, was, it's,
1: it's sad, but it's also like, damn, that's sweet. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I mean, that scene was remarkable. Like, it felt so authentic. And like, but even again, how we're talking about how like it seems like Adam Driver is the main character. I feel like that scene was like almost shot through him because it was his struggle with the whole menu thing. And everything looked like it, I felt like the camera angles and everything. I just like, I feel like the movie really just zoomed in on marriage. Like, I know it's a marriage story and it's about both of them, but that scene sticks out to me as one where it's like, that felt like it was about Adam. Yeah. Whatever his character's name was. <laughs> I feel so, I don't know why
1: I forget his name. I feel like just it's because, second. like, I think a lot of the movie focuses on him saying Nicole and Nicole not really saying his name that much.
0: Ooh. There's a take.
1: Yeah, actually, someone check that. <laughs> How often does Nicole say his name?
0: My hey, listeners, do the I, math for us. This probably will never get listened to by anyone because I don't know if anyone I know will, will watch well, this movie. I'm gonna tell I people to watch it that, though. That's for sure.
1: Watch it if you have nothing else to do. I,
0: I think can- I could get Michael K to watch it. Add on Michael K, and I'll tell Connor to watch it with his girlfriend. So there's two people maybe. And I'm gonna get my mom and dad to watch it. But we'll
1: but else, it's kind of it's funny um pewdiepie was doing like a video about like 10 things he hates about other youtubers and like number four was like why does every youtuber have to have their own podcast no one cares
0: it's really funny here i am making a podcast that actually no one cares about um, and i love it it's amazing one day um, will be huge. It'd be,
1: it'd be a great job if you're like a stable podcaster. Like you literally like your job is just to chill. You have to, you have to be knowledgeable about what you're talking about, but you're just chilling, talking, having a good time, and yeah. people are listening.
0: People I mean, it is a great job. It's also hard though, because we're probably not very good at it, because this is like a two-hour <laughs> podcast again. Like every podcast we make is like fucking two hours. But if we only are making one a week, which is probably what we would be on track to do because we don't normally see more than one movie in a week, like, this is fine. Let me yeah, say this and also,
1: a lot of actual podcasters tend to, like, I feel like hit on subjects way faster than we do.
0: Yeah, they do. Because still is a little bit of a phone call. This one, I can yeah, tell This is... has been better. The other one went by the time we got to Watchmen, not to get meta in our own podcast, because I'm not going to even cut this. But the last time we got so into it, it sounded almost like a phone call. Um, because there was so many like points that I had to like go through and try to cut at the end when we were talking about Watchmen, where it was just like you would say something and then I would just like sit quietly for a second. Like when you're doing a podcast, the only hard part is that you have to keep talking at all times. Because if there's pauses, it like makes it awkward and then people lose interest.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I'm mainly treating this as a phone call still, so
0: yeah, but like, I mean, at the same time, I feel like I talk a little different now that I know that I can come back and listen to it later. That's and I do you. like that's mainly, that's my main point in all this. Like, no, it's for, like, it's for us now, Let's gonna go say, back and try to listen to it. It's going to be pretty sweet to be like, hey, I really was passionate about movies then. And what did I think about these movies? And I'm going to remember now.
1: Yeah, it's, no, so, I, it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. All right. I think I probably need to be going to bed.
0: Yeah, so just to wrap up uh, Marriage Story, for me, it's resonating really, really well. Maybe one of the top five movies I'll see all year. Um, it you might end up being the best. Top,
1: top five. Now, it might it be number one. Oh, I don't know it
0: would be number one for me. There are other movies that I liked better, I think, for sure. But I think it's. it, it might even get to top three. I don't know. But I think that's what
1: it, it, it sits
0: with me. It
1: might be top ten all time.
0: Damn, you really liked it. I don't think it's better than Parasite. I didn't say that. Do you think but Parasite's top ten? Do you think both of them are top ten all time? We'll see. We'll have to Let's see. We'll have to it's I
1: actually we'll do a decade year decade in review.
0: No, yeah, I think we should. We should do that. I've I've thought about doing that later this year. I'll say one my one last point that I want to make before we end the podcast. There's actually two things. One thing, I sometimes worry that I like put these goggles on before I even see a movie. And I like it because I went into it thinking that I would like it. Like Marisor, I only heard positive things about it. I was like looking forward to it. And I went in and like I enjoy it. And I worry about like my confirmation bias with stuff. Um, Although like with Watchmen, I had heard good things about it. I went in and I didn't like it. Mandalorian though, I go in and I hear good things about it and I like so I don't know. It's tough. But that's something I struggle with.
1: I kind of, I mean, I kind of go all in yeah, like, I, mean, I, I, try, I
0: try. I try to avoid watching trailers as much as I can. I mean, if you <sighs> go to trailers, movies, you can't like, see and stuff. But, yeah, for trailers, I take that back. I've been more into trailers lately, but like reviews and like reading people's reactions, it's like almost unavoidable now in the way I live. So that makes it hard. But I wish I couldn't see them beforehand. I should get back into that because I feel like it's been a big deal. It's totally a, like the one thing that. Sticks out to me the most is when I watched the Game of, Game of Thrones finale. I remember watching it and being like, that was like a pretty good episode. And then I looked at the backlash, and was like, holy shit, people fucking hated that. Like, am I the only person who liked it? Oh, I and was. was... At least gave me an open perspective to, at least for a time, enjoy it. And then the more I looked at it later, I was like, I actually didn't like that as much.
1: But I mean, I think it's fine to hold your ground on your feelings of a show. But
0: no, yeah. And I, I still think I would. Like it's a four and a half on IMDb, I think the finale. And I don't, I'll stand by. It. I don't think it's that bad, but I don't think it was like a nine, like I might have thought at one point when I was watching it.
1: I was, yeah, we don't go into that too much.
0: But I oh, my, my last point, last point, something I forgot to discuss with Watchmen. I remembered, but I remember when I earlier when I was like, what did I forget? I remembered. This is the first time I watched through the credits to realize that Watchmen is a part of the DC universe. Uh, I never realized that. That's crazy. What a year for DC. That's all I had to say. My, D- DC published Watchmen. Yep. If you watch Watchmen in the finale, like after the credits, the DC logo comes up. Like you don't think about it. It's like, oh, here comes Superman. Or like, and it's, it's not like in the same universe necessarily, or anything. But it's like their property. I think it's Warner that's Brothers amazing. and DC, which is why HBO has it also because HBO has Warner Brothers. Um, but that's like I don't know. It was just. That was crazy to me when I saw that that I made that realization. I was like, wow. Like DC has some pretty good stuff. Like that's pretty cool.
1: No, I think DC's on the up.
0: Oh yeah. They you know what they know what they're doing. They have a plan.
1: Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four looks pretty sick.
0: I still have to see the other one. It's probably sexist that I haven't. (laughs) Wow. Anyway, Anyway, things to look forward to for the next episode would maybe be the two popes. Maybe a little bit of uh, the leftovers. though I said that last time. Dude, definitely the Watchmen finale. At minimum, we're probably gonna watch. I guarantee them, you. I, record, I would. I would. I think. I think we should make. We should do record one instantly after the Watchmen finale. We should. But Instant reaction.
1: But yeah, before I get off, though, I guarantee That's you, it. if you if you get through the first season of the leftovers, you'll.
0: It'll be changed a little bit, I think, in my opinion. You know how much that makes me want to watch it? A lot. That makes me really want to watch it. All right. I'm not making any promises on air, though, because these can be kept and held against me. But <laughs> I'm very much considering watching in like, it. That's in like, in the court of law, you're going to be sued. In the court of law, you could sue me. You might have Ray, I'm Ray Liotta and uh whatever uh, Nora's character. They might be after me. Norris, go
1: Nora's character is Nora.
0: Nora's character is Nora. (laughs) Thank you. Laura Dern is the actor. Laura Dern, that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Please comment, rate, subscribe. Uh, Let us know what you think. And hit that like button. And hit that like button. And remember, until next time. Hit the notification bell. Until next time, (laughs) hit that notification bell. And don't be afraid to be a friend. Thank you. Be yourself. Goodbye.